Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Have you ever seen a movie so bad you couldn't believe it was actually created? Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, and Jason Manzukas have seen a few, and they are talking about them on their Earwolf podcast, How Did This Get Made? In each episode, they sit down with a celebrity guest and dive into a movie that's so bad, it's actually amazing. Uh, they are the best three people to talk about a bad movie with. Matt, we've both done it. We've done it together. We've done it separately, I think, right? You've done it? Yes, but that's right. We also have done it separately. I also did the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, that was a doozy. I did Batman and Robin. Oh, man, we <laughs> lucked out. <laughs> if you want to hear three hilarious hosts talk to a all-right guest like Matt or I, have we got a podcast for you or even better guests like abby jacobson alana glazer adam scott scott ackerman kamail nanjiani plus they have so many amazing guests coming up you'll want to make sure you're subscribed listen and subscribe to how did this get made on apple Podcasts, stitchers or wherever you listen to podcasts hey we're not done advertising (laughs) this one's for us that's right it's relevant there is now James Bonding merchandise available at podswag.com slash bond. Matt, tell them about these shirts. Oh, uh, well, you know, longstanding debate on this podcast, Matt, has been what is the craziest moment in the history of the James Bond franchise? With 25 movies to choose from, you and I have somehow managed to narrow it down to two particular moments. Yeah, that's right. These are moments that specifically and personally, what's the opposite of appealed to us? <laughs> Uh, they uh, gave us physical pain. That's right. For me, it's when Dr. Kananga inflates with the shark bullet into a balloon and floats up to the ceiling and pops. And for me, it's when a pigeon does a double take at a a driving gondola. (laughs) When you put it that way. Look, the point is, where do you stand? Your silence speaks volumes. You need to take a position on this. Are you hashtag Kananga Balloon or hashtag Pigeon Double Take? You can buy one of those two shirts. You could buy both shirts. Boy, that's a good point. <laughs> you know what? Maybe you don't need to decide. But what you do need to decide is to buy at least both of these. The artwork is done by the great Kyle Steed. They're beautiful looking shirts. They're available now at podswag.com slash bond and if you look closely on one of the shirts you just might find a hidden michael g wilson they're that good well this is james bonding my name's matt Corley. my name's matt myra and we have got a show for you i'm particularly excited about this because we teased this into existence we willed this into happening 
on the last episode, right? Yeah. It's uh, kind of one of those uh, podcast vision boards, you know? That's right. We ought to do this more often, you know? That's right, Pierce Brosnan, if you're out there oh. and you're willing to visit. <laughs> I'm, I get a chill every time you do that because I'm afraid it could happen. And it seems it like a sweet I've, had, I've, had a, I've had two, since we last did the podcast, I've had two interactions with Michelle Yeoh. And how did those go? Because now, we'll get to our guest in just a second, but just a state of the nation. Sure. You rode in an elevator with her because I, you're doing the After Trek yeah, show. Yeah, I'm doing the After Trek show for CBS All Access, and I was at the premiere of Discovery, and I got in an elevator, and then Michelle Yeoh got in the elevator, and I have to say, I completely understand why she had eight-inch heels in those scenes. She's tiny? She's a petite little lady. Oh. Well, I wanted to take her home, put her in a pocket. <laughs> Um, put her in her pocket. Put her, put her in her pocket. Fold her into put herself. That pocket okay. in my pocket. Um, but uh, she was, she was. So, I was like, I was genuinely somehow surprised by how tiny she was. Did you talk? Were you starstruck? You couldn't. Did not talk in the elevator. And then my next in- interaction with her was via satellite from Toronto <laughs> to New York. <laughs> and I, you know, asked her a couple of questions. And then did, I did not bring up James Bond, which I felt was. Probably reasonable because you, you it was the premiere of Star cover. Trek Discovery. Yes. But uh, boy, if I ever get her on that set, all bets are off. Well, check out Matt Myra on After Trek CBS All Access. Did I get that right? You sure did. I got all of that you right. All of it. It's ridiculous. One other thing before we get to our, our lovely guest. Um, I think I've started embracing the fact-checking police on Twitter that will come at you after an episode of James Bonding because, because I need to welcome this because I am learning good things. Here are a couple of things that we need to know from past podcasts. Okay. That, it's not that we got them wrong. They're more omissions or misunderstandings. But the B on Which Bond's... I theorized. You did. Yeah. Did you theorize that, though? That it, You just said it was a brand, but yeah. you didn't say what it was specifically, or did you? No, I didn't. Okay. Was it Barber? Who was it? It's Willie Bogner. He has his own line of ski clothing. <laughs> so what we're talking about is Roger Moore, both I think in For Your Eyes Only, but specifically in View to a Kill, has little B zippers. Yeah. The letter B. Which naturally, uh, Matt thought, were vanity. I mean, and it made total just... sense. And I'm still willing to believe that they went, yeah, those are Willie Bogner's brand, but come on, we're using him because it stands for Bond. Who knows? Willie Bogner was the guy that did all the, sh- the camera work of the skiing and the skiing himself very yeah. often. And then also... Very good information, by the way. Thank you, yes. listener. Tomorrow Never Dies was co-written by the guy who wrote <laughs> Real Men Don't Eat Quiche. Unbelievable! And we talked about that as well. And we didn't... We somehow talked about Real Men Don't Eat Quiche, and yet neglected to mention that this man wrote, co-wrote, your least favorite James Bond. Movie. I didn't know it. Oh, man. It's just a small world. The other thing I'd like to say is the Toyota from... Uh, you only live twice. That I was saying was probably one hundred eighty thousand uh, dollars. Recently sold for close to a million. Jesus. So, <laughs> and then last but not least, uh, this is the first episode after our big "Tomorrow Never Dies" episode, which is the most divisive subject we ever have on this podcast. It is probably the most divisive subject we will ever have, and I think it remains that because I got a lot of support and caught a lot of hell as I did the last time. Yeah. So it just goes to show you that. You can't please everyone, but you don't have to. Yeah, some minds won't be changed. And that's okay, because I still think the people that like this movie should like this movie. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Look, I love View to a Kill, and objectively, Tomorrow Never Dies is a better film. Yeah, but it's but I is don't it more en- fun? Yeah, see, for me. Yeah. Anyway, that's our post-mortem, but... What a... What a- 
What a weird prologue to an episode. We've never done that before. I love it. Our yeah, poor guest well, has been just sitting here silently. I know. I'm sorry. We just had business to cover because I, when we get to our guest today, I want to dive into this headlong because this is very exciting. We have Walt Hickey from 538.com, which is one of my favorite sites for just web content, but also podcasting, politics, and he handles most every entertainment area there. Is that correct? Yeah. No, I'm their chief culture writer. Thanks for having me on. How are you, Walt? I'm great. I'm in L.A. Like you were talking earlier about how this just kind of was willed like the secret style into existence. (laughs) With serendipity, like a week after you dropped that episode, I happened to be in L.A. on a reporting trip. That's incredible. And he came by Pistol Shrimp's radio last night, too, and gave us a bunch of stats and stuff that we didn't even know existed. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Me and Neil Payne, the actual sports writer, the basketball writer for 538, um, crunched some of these numbers a few years back when the the film came out. And... uh, we ended up, I resuscitated it, found it, updated it with the past couple weeks of data, and uh, yeah, got some solid shrimps numbers for you. It's <laughs> oh, amazing. It's amazing. amazing. really amazing. And so tonight, we, now, our most popular episode thus far has been the cold open ranking episode. Uh, not, uh, that's our fastest to the out big of the number gate is, is what I mean. Fa- out of the yeah. gate, yes. Yeah. But, so. But the other second, the other episode that's super popular was our ranking of the song. That's right. So people love their ranking, and we're going to handle tons and tons of individual ranking in future episodes, but tonight we're going to go through kind of like just a, a potpourri of, of rankings for different things that Walt has already done for 538. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back in 2015, ahead of the release of Spectre, uh, me and uh, you know frequent collaborator Neil Payne were looking at the Bond movies, and we were just like, well, there, there's a whole bunch of characters that are consistent through it. There's a whole bunch of people who have played these characters. It's it's a real legacy role. Yeah. And it's not only just a legacy role, but it's a legacy role surrounded by legacy roles. Q's, M's, Money Pennies. Like, there's been a whole bunch of people who've taken the mantle yeah. of the villain in a Bond movie, of the henchman to the Bond. Like, it, it spawned a genre. And so what we wanted to do was we wanted to essentially take this, this vast history and, and all these different characters and all these different uh, archetypes, and we just wanted to, you know, poll and see what was up. And, and so what we did was... We're really fond of using sports analytics uh, strategies to tackle things that are not sports. So uh, now, and, would this be like advanced metrics, or is this a, a separate sort of brand of number? So a little bit less than advanced metrics, uh-huh. right? So in this one, we use something called maximum likelihood estimation. The last time I'm going to oh, say those MLA? three words on the show. Yeah, the MLA. Yeah. Yeah. So if you wanted to... um looks like at, a highway I have to take to get somewhere. You take the MLE... <laughs> Uh, but if you hit the 80, you've gone too far. Yeah, traffic's <laughs> terrible on it. <laughs> um, so the idea is, like, if you took a, looked at the National Basketball League and you wanted to figure out the probability that, that uh, the Knicks would beat the Thunder, right? You could look at their history of games and you could look at their margins of victory and then you could look at that as a system and then you could say, well, given the different scores that we're going to give these guys yeah. based on maximum likelihood estimation, we're going to say that there's a 32% chance that the Knicks win this. So you're able to kind of use... Um, oh, Speaking of five thirty eight, yeah. I love your predictive NBA scores. Yeah, uh, I love it, love it, love it. And here's a fun tip for everybody out there who may or may not enjoy uh, DraftKings. Yeah, you find the team with the highest probability that evening on your five thirty eight, and you stack that lineup with those <laughs> players, and you're gonna fucking place. You're gonna you're gonna get a little bit of your money back. Huh. So that's my that's my DraftKings. 538 tip. Don't you have to bet against other people in order to win? The, didn't you just give the secret away? I did. <laughs> yeah, a little I'm not going to play in But you know what? Yeah. It's okay. I have a quick question. <laughs> There's a team called the Thunder? The Oklahoma City Thunder. 
Hmm. Where have you been? They recently well, accepted not watching a trade sports. The <laughs> I'm wearing a Yankees hat. That Carmelo Anthony left at now the house. plays for them. Who's that? Okay. <laughs> long time New Yorker. First time Oklahoma City. Where's that? I think of him as a long time Nugget. First time New Yorker. Third time <laughs> Oklahoma City. This is sports humor. And Matt, it's so lost on Matt. I'm lost in my it. own home. I love it. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, Walter, I have a lot of questions for you in Please. particular. What was your passion growing up? Was it numbers or was it entertainment? Entertainment, absolutely. Yeah. Um, numbers I got into in college, and, and incidentally, journalism was was entirely incidental to that. Essentially, I was doing a math degree, mm-hmm. uh, and if you don't do something other than a math degree when doing a math degree, you go really insane. So I decided to write for the student <laughs> you newspaper have a beautiful mind. to exercise both left and right, and, and that was around the time that that Nate Silver was uh, like really doing great work at the Times and yeah. was having a new platform, and, and I really just I hit it at the right time, and, and so we do data journalism, and the idea is that we do really cool, compelling stories storytelling but we have uh you know numbers to back it up and yeah. ways of talking about things that, that other organizations don't necessarily uh think of doing your site combines the two things that i am most interested in life that i know i actually couldn't do and that's science and politics yeah i, I <laughs> eat both of them up voraciously most all podcasts i listen to are either science or politics and so I, I'm one of those things you know how like comics want to be musicians and musicians want to be comics yeah i think podcasters want to be math geniuses and, and journalists. <laughs> At least this one does. I have you could be such a city a, councilman, I think. Oh, no, Maybe I don't, not politics, I don't politics, want to be a politician. Like, I want yeah. to be... Like, journalists are my heroes. They truly are of like any profession, and I have such respect for them. I was telling you last night, too, like, those 538 guys, Claire Malone specifically, is, yeah. is the voice I listen to when I just think I want intelligent, rational... Mm. analysis of something yeah. she's amazing she's yeah. they all are yeah yeah we got a great crew i really admire my coworkers. it's like one of my favorite parts so try to work with them as much as i can i, I pull neil aside to to work on silly things about james bond sometimes okay here we are <laughs> so where should we start Great question. So we uh, we tried to tear down the whole genre, right? We looked at the gadgets, we looked at the colleagues, we looked at the adversaries, we looked at the henchmen of the adversaries. Sure. We looked at the bonds, and I'm sure we'll get to this later. But certain components of the bonds. Um, <laughs> yes, and, this is what we'll end with. <laughs> yeah. So uh, wherever you guys have questions, really, uh, like we don't always have perfect answers, but we we can tell you like which the best watch is and that kind of thing. Well, so. <laughs> just how did you get to those numbers exactly? Did you? Right. Yeah, let's talk about that first. So, uh, remember maximum likelihood. Since we don't have wins and losses, right, per things in films, what we basically did is we put it up to a crowdsource. Well, we do. James Bond has won 25 times. <laughs> He's 23 and 0. Well, you could say Honor Majesty's Secret Service was a, was a break even. <laughs> sure. And Skyfall was a bit pyrrhic, but either yeah, way. Yeah. Um, I know, and Casino Royale, those are, I mean, I'm joking about break even. Their losses, he lost the women he loved. Oh, boy, Matt. <laughs> The end of the day, I need to know is Lashif dead? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. The um. So the idea is we uh, put them up for uh, basically head to head matchups. The idea is we we have this website that we built um, that lets us put things head to head and essentially inventory those thousands and thousands of responses to uh, which do you prefer? Um, I don't know, Dalton or more, right? Mm-hmm. And people like if you ask enough people that question, you start to get a decent idea of how things are kind of perceived in the common sense. And, and even though it's an imperfect sample because you don't know who's coming to the plate to do it, the notion is that by doing it enough, uh, you can get a good idea. Uh, every Oscar season, we have a contributor who does this to figure out the Oscars contenders and mm-hmm. usually 
flocked pretty well to the race. The idea is you, you use the, vis- the wisdom of the crowds and you get thousands of people on thousands of individual matchups that you kind of lose that bias. That even if a guy really has it in for uh, for Tim Dalton, right, that that'll get kind of drowned out in, in the ocean of response. Because they can't vote more than once unless they create a new profile? Or? Well, no, they can vote more than once, but they cycle through it so often. Like, we, we got hundreds of... Th- like, I was telling you earlier, I sent this on the email thread, I was looking at the Excel file that has the raw responses of, of all these people who contributed to the bond survey, right? It is the fifth largest Excel file on my computer, a, a computer that is primarily based around the host of Excel files. Like, it, we have a solid number of people who participated in this particular I'm proud exercise. of this community. This I'm amazing. proud of this community. This is like what we do when there's two or three of us. Yeah. But oh, yeah. on a huge sample sale. That's Over right. 70,000 votes participated Beautiful. in our various studies here. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This is amazing. All right. I'm so, so why don't we start with, um, I don't know, like... A henchman? Maybe we yeah. should start with the henchmen? Henchmen are good. So I guess one thing that we could kind of do here is I'd like to hear maybe your favorites and then see kind of where they fall on the list maybe. Okay. Yeah. We talked about this earlier because I know we'll do a henchman ranking thing. And, you know, a lot of the films have secondary henchmen or yeah. double henchmen. So right. There's some like Mayday's a hench person, but also becomes a good person in like, that sense. You know, and, Mr. Kid yes. right? and Mr. Wimps. Yeah. They... Hench- they are henchmen. They are considered, but they are they considered one henchman? No, they are indi- they are independent contractors. As far as we're concerned, they die differently or at different times at the very sure. least. Sure, but they must suffer from a split vote at some point, right? You know what? I'll tell you what. They are right next to each other. So there uh, were times that I'm sure, as that- they should be in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're just up there right now. His I arms so. are still on fire. If there's a heaven, <laughs> Mister Went and Mister Kid have their own little cloud. Oh, <laughs> So delightful. Uh, okay, yeah. so I guess this is an interesting w- way to go. Perhaps, Matt, you and I should quickly put our heads together, and we'll do two things here. Matt and I will say our favorite henchman. Sure. And then I think we'll say what we think the favorite henchman of 70,000 people is. I will tell you that we asked about 57 different henches. Okay. So 57, you know, uh, which wow, yeah, that breaks like down to about two per film, right? Two per film, sure. yeah, yeah, a little over. Yeah. Wow. Uh, now, let me just quickly say, yeah. should we say our favorite henchman? Because aren't we going to do a henchman episode? Should we okay, just, then we should just maybe predict. Just a, a maybe what do you think the crowd said? Yeah, we'll, we'll predict. Do okay. you know, let's do this. Yeah, let's, let's predict. do our prediction. Yeah. Family feud style. How okay. about that? Okay, great. Right. Survey says. All right, yeah. so we'll... Oh, we're, I feel like we're on the same family. We're whispering to each yeah, other in the links. What are we going to say? It's well, got to be Oddjob, right? Yeah, be I was going to say the same thing. I feel thing. like everybody knows Oddjob, and he's the he's the bowler hat so iconic that Jaws is the say. only. Jaws appears twice, though. Does that double? Yeah, do vote? you get to vote twice nope. for Jaws? Uh, Jaws is as one man, one, one man, one solid man who has various. Now you also got to figure people voting in this at yeah. 538 yeah. online skew a little younger than the classic bond i fan. disagree with that statement okay. i think people right. that go to 538 are cultured so well, no doubt no doubt from the 60s okay i'm with you i'm just trying to talk through this okay let's okay. say odd jobs first jaws is second who would be your odd third? Job first oh it's got to be knickknack you think i think hold on are we missing some old red grant no um, i don't think we're missing red grant uh, is Red Grant a villain or a uh, or a henchman? Yeah. Red Grant. We we would say Cleb would be the villain and Grant would be the henchman. Let me find yeah. out. Uh, Red is a villain. Yes, I agree. Oh. I agree with that statement. But what is Rose is Cleb? I mean, she's kind of the mastermind. She's the pulling the strings. She's like a Blofeld. We'll talk about this later. Okay, obviously. Okay. Um, all right, so well, I so are we going to say survey says odd job, right? Odd job, yeah. Uh, we're going to say says... odd job. Ding, ding, ding. That's yes. number one. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> so the way maximum likelihood works is that I can give you a number, which is the percentage of time they'd expect to win a matchup against an average adversary. Oh. Odd job's 97% of the time. So, so he's wow. just running away with it. Is it because he can crush a golf ball with his hand? That's most of it. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. So uh, let's play. Should we play? Yeah, let's play. Okay. Oh, so wait. So are you Family saying that style. I could... Family Feud style, let's do top so six. Let's go. see what okay. you can get for okay. the top six. Top six. It's got to be Jaws. Should Sucker. we say Jaws? Yeah, we should say Jaws. I think we're going to have trouble with this knick-knack thing. So let's say Jaws now so we don't get a strike. Jaws. Jaws is number two. Yes. <laughs> uh, expected to be 96% of advertisers. So again, they're both up there. This Let is me the ask most fun question. I've ever had in my life. Are we saying if we are playing, if we're pitting Jaws against Odd Job, yeah. which was something you could do in the GoldenEye game, uh, <laughs> if we're pitting them against each other, what is the overall, what does that turn out to be? Are we saying that out of a hundred times of them battling each other, how mm-hmm. many times does Odd Job win? I, can, I think I can actually find that out. You're gonna have to uh, let me handle that at the end of the show potentially, <laughs> okay. just because oh, I might have I to don't... pull up another Excel file and plug some numbers in. Oh but, my god, this uh, is ridiculous. It's doable. You want to know what? Do you want to know what goddamn Excel file I need to pull up? The one where we simulated the actual events of Marvel's Avengers: Civil War. Oh my god, yeah. that's amazing. This you have ridiculous. to. You should just live at five thirty-eight. It's the best. This is ridiculous. <laughs> okay. okay, so Matt, we got to yeah. go with the uh, number three here. We can't get a strike i have a question if red grant is not the henchman of from russia with love who is kleb you're saying kleb is i'm saying kleb she has a foot she you know she's got the foot knife all right um i'll I'll pull up from russia with love real quick just to make okay but while while i'm doing that you guys think about love i fly to you my tongue tied young pride. I should, I've sent you the. I've got that. I got that. I got a very, very good condition vinyl of oh, that. Oh. And I gotta say, Matt Monroe sounds best crackly. That's. I believe it. <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you do with Fiona Volpe? Is she a femme fatale? A Bond girl? A hench mm. person? Hench person. Fiona. Is hench that, person. Isn't that her name? Fiona is. Uh, must find it. Um, okay, so who? I feel like we're missing a big. This is the greatest person. day of my life. Yeah, and on Sunday I got paid to talk about Star Trek. So <laughs> I don't know what that tells you. This is great. This is. Great. Oh, okay. So we want to go. We want to bat full six, right? We don't want. We're to gonna strike. try. Yeah. So we're gonna try to not get a strike. So I think we're gonna have to put ourselves in the in the minds of the 538 readers and the minds of iconic James Bond villainry. What do you think about Knickknack? I don't think he's number 3. He for me personally he's We're doing top 6 though. So yeah. you don't need to yeah. get him in order. Oh, right? in order. oh he's get... probably in there and I'd say Mr. Wint and Mr. Kidd are in there. Oh, I don't think they're in there. You don't think though? I don't think they're in you there. You don't think so? <laughs> I don't think so, man. <laughs> I don't think so. Maydays? Do you think Maydays in there? Mayday could be in there. She's got to be in there. So, There's no justice if she is. She's so uh, iconic. Um, I'm f- oh Xenia on a top. You think they're gonna go Famke Janssen? Yeah, she's a hench person. Do we go knickknack first, then say Xenia? I don't want to get a strike. I'm a little worried about knickknack, but I'm willing to defer. Okay. <gasps> All right, let's do knickknack. Oh boy. Number six. Yeah! By the skin of our teeth! (laughs) Okay, so we're looking for... We've got one, two, and six. You have got one, one, odd job, two, jaws, six, knickknack. Man with golden gun. So is Anatop considered a hench person? Yes. Of course. Then it's gotta be her. All right, I'm gonna say, we're now deferring to you. I'm saying Xenia, Anatop. 
Number five. <laughs> <laughs> you are Forno. We'll play. All right. Okay. Big money. Okay. Big money. Um, all right. We got. Okay. So Red Mayday. Zone. You don't think Mr. Wayne and Mr. Kidd? Would you like a brief hint? Sure. Okay. Whoa. Oh. Are we no. allowed to do this on the Family Feud? Mm. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> all Is right. It a hint or a guidance? Like, you guys have, uh, from a film that you have mentioned of a henchman. A colleague of theirs is also in the top six. Oh, that just might confuse things so much. Wait a minute. Okay, so let's talk about the people we've uh, talked about. Oddjob. Does Oddjob have any colleagues that would be considered henchmen? I do not... Oh, well, is Pussy Galore considered a henchman? Pussy Galore is considered a henchman. Well, then, Matt, I think well, we're going to have to say it's but Pussy Galore. I, uh, now we got to talk about our classification here, but Certainly. that's another story. Okay, well, definitely Pussy it's Galore. It's got to be Pussy then. Galore, right? Pussy Galore, yes. Okay. So now that makes me think there are other people in that vein. Secondary antagonists, right? Yeah. Not the primary antagonist, working for somebody, right? Okay, so that's the that's that's, that's the core of it. You can't like you can't I mean, think about it like this, right? We're so quick to say Jaws, 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 but at the end of the, at the end of Jaws's arc, he is helping James Bond. That's true. Which is also what happens with Pussy Galore. So oh, but you can have a heel turn from a henchman, and just yeah. you can have a face turn from a henchman. Yeah, okay. Henchmen yeah. are nuanced individuals with proud histories. <laughs> if we've learned anything, so uh, you're looking for number four, is that right? Yeah, yeah we are so. looking right. for number four. Mayday is up there, great. but but let's see if we're missing someone. So it ain't going to be Strangways is about the closest you can get to a henchman and doctor. No. Yeah, no, it's not going to be Strangways. No one likes Strangways. So you've got. Uh, so we've then got, is Kleb considered your hench person from from Russia with Love? Probably, right? Okay, so then we go to Gold Goldfinger. We already mentioned. Okay, we got that covered. Thunderball could be Domino. No, I guess it could. Well, I'm just saying, or it could be Fiona Volpe or that yeah. weird. Lanky guy. Okay, since he's called weird lanky guy, he's not going <laughs> to appear in the top six. Number seven, we're going. That's so true. We're jumping over to You Only Live Twice. I almost want to start clicking a pen so that you guys just guess Boris from Goldeneye. Oh, is that no, who we should That is be? not. Oh, no, he's okay. outside of the top ten. Okay. But, okay. Yeah, You Only Live Twice, you've got that kind of Japanese bruiser that beats up Bond in the boardroom yeah. or that corporate office. Mm-hmm. From you only live twice. We have Helga Brandt. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, and the and they've got another Red Grant figure in there. I forget his name. Oh, right. Johnny Come Lately. Uh, I don't think it's going to be any of them. Oh, there's Irma Bunt yeah. too. Are there any other hench people in that movie? In Honor Majesty, Thumper and Bam Bam. Oh, Bambi, Thumper and Bambi. Bambi, rather, Bam Bam, Thumper and Bambi have to be listed but, but they're they they listed they're i do listed. not believe that they do very well i have to say i have to say that i think that they are my guess for number I'll put 54 <laughs> and i put them around 18 no they've got to be in the 50s um okay so man with the golden gun you've got knickknack you've got wait uh, we didn't say mayday no, that's who I think it is. Yeah, I think we're going to go but with I'm, Mayday. I'm trying to look for something that might knock her out of there. I think it's Because you've got Locke in I, I, I just, For Your Eyes Only. You've got... Iconic. Gobinda, what's his name? The um, octopusy guy. Oh, um, yeah, it's not going to be him. Oh. Uh, Gobinda is absolutely from Octopussy, as is Magda. Magda, right. What about... Um, Yo-Yo Face? Not Yo-Yo Face. Saw Guy. Um, 
I just had it in my head. I was thinking Roger Moore, and I was thinking uh, Live and Let Die. Oh, right. You got Teehee, you yeah. got Whisper, you've yeah. got Baron Samity. It's full. Oh, see, I think those votes might be split, but I'd put Teehee at I'd the top, Teehee. right? Would you put Teehee above May Day? I don't think I would. Okay. Are we comfortable with May Day? Hang on. Let me just jump forward in time. I don't. I don't see any Brosnans. There's the like guy, grill, grill toothed uh, what's guy. What's his name? And for your eyes only, with the Loke? glasses. Loke. Yeah. 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 Eric Kriegler. No, that's no. the other Red Grant guy. Yeah. Oh, but he uh, could be. Yeah. I think we're gonna go Mayday. Let's right? go with Mayday. We're saying Mayday. Mayday. Yeah. Number seven, just outside oh, the box. Oh, strike! We got strike, strike number one. Me. <laughs> Okay. All right. All One, right. Come on. You got two more. Let's. You guys. Got, you guys TV? are in the room. You're huh? in the ballpark. Yeah, TV? I think T. Because you did say that Mr. Went and Mr. Kid are split, so not one of them is going to be favored, and we've only got one slot, so we know yeah. it's not them. Can't right. be them. Okay. That's just logic. That's right. It's science. Yes, right. But I'm I think doing it, it. Could iconic. I mean. Teehee, who else have we got? That- we showed a photograph in addition to the name to the folks, so visually striking characters could be a win here. Yeah. I mean, oh. he's very visually striking. But so is Baron Samity. Well, you got two guesses. Oh, that's oh, true. That's true. That makes me think that you're, you're helping us along a little Why bit. Why would I help you? I'm, I'm paying out the game show money of <laughs> zero dollars. <laughs> let's go... Let's go Teehee. Ah. Oh, jeez. Nope, yep. nope. Teehee comes in at number nine. Uh, Just after we Boris Kishenko. So <sighs> There's also Solitaire if Pussy Galore... Oh, that's an interesting... Is Solitaire listed as a henchman? Solitaire. Uh, let me pull this up. Uh, oh, it's obviously not. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yes. No. Okay. That's interesting. Hmm. We deferred to the uh, categorization on the Bond Wikia uh, when it came to primary and secondary. Oh, okay. Animals. All right. So I understand. We, we tried to export. It's inevitable. Much, yeah, understood. Then should we go Baron Sam? Yeah, I think that? it's Baron. Okay. Hey, you guys got it. Yay. All right. So top five, odd job, Jaws. Pussy Galore, Baron Zamity, Xenia on the top, and then Knickknack. I can't believe Xenia on the top so high. <sighs> Will you round out the top ten? So seven is Mayday. Yes. Seven is Mayday. Uh, eight is Boris. Nine is Teehee. And ten is Naomi from The Spy Who Loved Me. Oh. oh wow. That's very high. Was that just because of the picture? Probably. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is the internet that we're talking about. <laughs> Um, okay, so and then Mr. Went and Mr. Kid right after that. Okay, wow. all right. Well, good. I'm glad they got there too. Where can people find this chart? We'll do more, but just so people certainly. Can... So this was a piece uh, written in 2015. It was titled "The Perfect Bond Movie." I won't say the rest of the title because it may betray other further rankings. Understood. Okay, um, but "Perfect Bond Movie" is by Neil Payne and Walt Hickey on 5:38. Okay, so where should we go next? Next, well, I mean, we've done the baddies assistance. Why not do MI6? Okay. See what the good guys got. Okay, this with. is exciting. This Wait, I've never so been are we now including people like uh, Tanaka? Uh, your, uh, your oh right, or is it just people at MI6 like QM? I will, I will, I will tell you everyone on this list. Okay, okay, and we asked about the performers portraying them as well. So okay. M was asked about on four different actors. Sure. Right. Okay. So. Okay. Um, let's just, uh, I'm gonna sort this so that we can make sure that we're not betraying anything with the order in which I read it. So we've got four M's. This is, this is gonna start sounding like Wheel of Fortune rather than... Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so you got so, Bernard Lee. Bernard Lee, Judy Dench, 
Ray Fiennes, Robert Brown. No, um, what's his name? Robert Brown, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no <laughs> Robert Brown. <laughs> I was already thinking this. View to a kill. Out of order. Okay. We got four money pennies. Okay. Samantha Bond. Yes. Caroline Bliss. Yep. Lois Maxwell. Yep. Naomi Harris. Correct. We've got four Qs. Ben Wislaw, Desmond Ewan, John Cleese, and Peter Burton. Wow. From, from wow. Never Say Never? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Again, this is all we deferred to the vast wisdom of the internet when it came to the wiki. And also, uh, I will mention that this is all pre-Spectre, the uh, film right. in which now, we based it Wait, no, that's the Dr. No-Q. That's... That guy. Yes. yes. The guy that the brings guy, the gun. Yes. The guy that brings the wall through. Yeah. Got it. Major boot uh, Because whatever. the Bond wiki will not canonize <laughs> Never Say Never Again. That's right. This okay. is Eon Productions only. Well, should we start... Who do you want to start with, Matt? Uh... Alphabetically, <laughs> M M Q money pennies. Okay, yeah. Should yeah. we start with M? Sure. It's got to be James Duty Gench, right? You Number think one? so? Or you think Bernard Lee? It's got to be Bernard Lee. Who, I think who always I call Bernard. I think. I think it's Judy Dench because I think she. All right, talk me into it before we say the answer out loud. She's done a long tenure, just like Bernard Lee. Yes. Sure. She's more recent in people's memory. Uh-huh. She's done a hell of a job. Sure. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Bernard Lee. Yeah. We I love all them do. both. We all do. I mean, he's I'll tell you what I love all the door. I think we know who's last. No offense to Robert Brown. Understood. But can we say that one first? Yeah. No, Robert Brown is bottom of the barrel. <laughs> okay. Uh, buddy, right. you did a great job. I'm sorry that you, you yeah. lost out. Uh, okay. Okay. This is a... This is a are you in agreement... Agreement that probably Ray Fiennes is probably third just by yes by sheer virtue force of, uh, of the fact that when this came out he was in one movie right yeah so can we guess that as well um, that doesn't hold up actually on this he is in second place <gasps> because the internet is fickle the internet is then fickle. it has then to it's... be Judy Dench first all right Dame Judy Dench number one okay this... runs the table on all of MI six this is Over... out of control this is horseshit is what it is wait so she she wins by more than the money pennies win at number mm-hmm. one and the cues even the cues wow she's outpacing yeah. well, she's, she's outpacing desmond llewellyn academy award winner desmond llewellyn <laughs> for chatty chatty for bow. best reading okay so it goes judy dench mm-hmm. bernard lee finds lee brown but they're basically tied finds and lee at this point i think it's just he's got a sticky face they're tied wow this is Again, I, I mean, he is M to me. He's the first. Yeah, he's the iconic one, right? Wow. When I picture M in my mind, my mind's eye pictures Bernard Lee. Me too, although, I mean, you can't argue with Judy Dench. Well, I mean, when you talk about someone who got to work with the greatest, most handsome of all Bonds. Pierce Brosnan? That's correct. <laughs> well, if only there were some numbers Empirical on Empirical data. I mean, when you talk about that, okay. she got so much... So we Brosnan we blew the M category. We got one right. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, we did a terrible no, you job. Got two. Dench was up top. Brown yeah. on the bottom. It's the middle ones yeah. that get right, messy, yeah. and they're essentially tied, fellas. So okay. you're, okay. your heads in the so right place. So let's okay. money penny it now. All right, money penny. So this is gonna be a tough. Well, this task. worries me of going off the fact that Ray Fiennes was high like that more than you'd think. Is it gonna be? Is it a Naomi Harris situation? Uh, because. Lois Maxwell, I don't know, but people... I will tell you this, it's a tight cluster on this. Uh, Like, they they, they all come in middle... Like, they're not too far off from each other. Well, then I'm going to tell you what I think the exact order is. Yeah, based on that cluster. Dalton's... This is not our official answer. I'm just discussing with my compatriot. Certainly. Here's my thought on this. It's going to go, because of the cluster, 
I'm I'm sorry, but I just have to put Lois Maxwell. I'm with first. you. I mean, just just okay. it's the it's the gentlemanly thing to yeah. do. Lois, Samantha, Naomi, and then what's the, her name? The Caroline Bliss. Caroline Bliss. Sir, she's that's the be order. Honest. I think it is. Let's, Sir, you have nailed it. What? I'm gonna interrupt. <laughs> you just nailed it. You, you, you know what you I love about your... Walt? We can just uh, like posit these theories and he'll take it if yeah. it's good, but yeah. leave it if it's bad. I love it. It's like, I yeah, you know, you guys are hunted for it. No, you nailed it. That is Beautiful. exactly it. I would have yep. gone Beautiful. I would have gone Lois Maxwell, Naomi Harris, Samantha. No, Hall. you gotta think about the internet and who's yeah. really answering these things. But Lois Maxwell, no, un- unambiguously top money punny. Beautiful. Right. Yep. As it uh, should Lois. be. We miss okay. Lois. Q. Well, Desmond Llewellyn's got to be number one. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Um, be, uh, average contender, he beats him 78% of the time. That's extremely strong. He's only behind uh, Judy Dench. And, and so, like, absolute top okay. of the pack. Yeah. Okay. So here's the Considerable deal. distance between him and his uh, the follow-ups. Let's talk and about And the Dr. No guy's got to be last. Peter, what's his totally. name? Even though he hands... Rock bottom from even, the whole category. Peter Rock hands, bottom. Uh, Bond is most iconic gadget. The Walther PPK. That's right. And so it's uh, down to John Cleese and Ben Wishaw. Yeah, and to which the internet is full of Tumblr. And I feel like a lot of people on Tumblr enjoy a Ben Wishaw. So Especially my, if it's in GIF form. Yeah, and my uh, so that's my instinct is to go with that. <sighs> Even though I... My gut rating would be Cleese. If you're going pure fame, you're going to close? Cleese over. They are not super close, but they're not super far either. There's a, about a... Let's see, fifteen point spread, which is not out of the ordinary by any stretch, but it's a decent spread. I think I'm, I think I'm with you, Ben Wishaw. Yeah. I'm oh wait, but this was pre Spectre, so there'd been three. He'd only been in one film, but that wasn't a problem with Ray. Fiennes. Well, he's also freshest in people's minds. Yeah. All right, I'll go with that. I think he's just an internet darling. He All is. Right. Okay. Our answer stands. Incorrect. John Cleese, number two. Damn. He's also number three in the whole category of MI6 employees. Again, your instincts are right, but uh, again, this yeah. is right pre spec Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So. All right. So we've uh. got the Bonds, uh, the Bond friends, uh, and we've got the Henchies. Uh, what do you want <laughs> to do henchies. next? The Henchies. The Henchies. Uh, <laughs> that's what our listeners should be called. Henchies. <laughs> the Henchies. Or okay. if we do awards, who's going to... Yes. Are you going to the Henchies? You're going to check your Menchies for the Henchies and then see what the... Tum- <laughs> we should all we should have... We should host it at Menchies, the frozen yogurt place. What are our options again? So uh, here's a fun one. Let's take a look at the films. Great. Um, so we asked people... We, we had a list and basically just kind of said like, hey, here's what Bond accomplishes in the film. So for instance, in the film Goldeneye, not to spoil the film Goldeneye, but James no Bond saves the world by preventing a satellite that would have been used as a weapon... Uh, and creating a global uh, economic yeah. crash. The EMP, right? Is yep. that what they're going to yep. do? Okay. Yeah. So, so we gave a brief description of what occurs in the film. You guys have seen all or most of the films. I most imagine? of all? them. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. So, if you wanted, uh, we could look at essentially. We could I've ask never for the actually watched to die in, or tomorrow never dies. By the way. Oh, this might explain. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I'll tell you what. Tomorrow never dies. Middle of the pack. The middlest yeah, of the road. That's piece, what yeah. I've been saying all along. Yeah. That's yeah, the biggest you don't sin of all. Put it at the middle. You put it at the bottom. That's the biggest sin of a Bond movie. I disagree. You'd go all the way. I cannot home. wait to talk about what's in the middle of this list. <laughs> okay. I Let's would see. love to know the two movies surrounding. This is how we'll do it. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about. But this is not how good the movies are. This is how exciting the plot is. I will tell you the exact question that we asked. People. Okay. Okay. We asked. 
what is James Bond's best achievement as a spy? And then we showed them two, uh, two options. So I'll give you uh, an example of the ones right in front of me. Uh, people had to pick either The Spy Who Loved Me or Quantum of Solace. So for Spy Who Loved Me, we said Bond stops a shipping tycoon. Bond <laughs> stops a shipping tycoon from bombing Moscow and New York. That's the events of the yep. film. Versus Quantum of Solace, Bond stops a plan to acquire all of Bolivia's water and install a dictator. So people had to pick which of those is the superior achievement. Fellas, which do you say? Spy Who Loved Me. Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. Yeah. So you click that, that gets added then to our list, and then we'll be able to use this maximum luck. So are you function. bracketing, or is it in your when you're crunching the numbers, mm-hmm. uh, would then the Spy Who Loved Me's plot move into another phase where it was facing off or against another? Are you randomizing another? them? No, essentially we're looking at it as a steady state system. The idea is that we're looking at all of it at once, and we're looking at all the W's and all the L's and who beat who, and we're uh-huh. optimizing that to figure the optimal ranking and the optimal scoring system for each of these things based on their most recent history of the couple hundred the ten thousands of votes okay so somehow preventing world war three in tomorrow never dies is the middle of the pack for achievements hey he's busy okay <laughs> all right he does a lot of stuff i understand okay so here's what i think would be a very fun situation for us matt you and i have to pick the bread of the tomorrow never dies sandwich <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me just clarify something. Do you of think course. people were voting for like, "Ooh, I'm impressed by what Bond pulled off," or this is one I enjoyed more in terms of plot? We ask or... what he pulled off. We ask which is his better achievement as a spy. Okay. You follow? Yeah. Like you, so you are Bond's manager. You are M. Best it's his year-end report saying, "Hey, fella, last year you stopped the world from nuclear apocalypse. Let's look in context. See how you grew." As, like, in that, that case, I think Tomorrow Never Dies should be higher. I'm surprised. Obviously, it should. Yeah. Be. So, but I really feel like you know the internet votes with its heart. So let's run Not down these mind. films really quickly. And Doctor No, he stops uh, Doctor No from tinkering with missiles, from tinkering with gyros, yeah, gyroscopes. But I think to upset the space program. Well, so I can tell you exactly what we we mentioned. If yeah, you'd like, please. Um, so. Let me pull up Dr. No. I, I'm just going to pull up these files real quick. Yeah, I get it. You got a lot of files. Mm-hmm. Millions. Um, anyway, so Dr. No, the plot is Bond prevents a villain from disrupting a space launch at Cape Canaveral with an atomic-powered radio beam. See? I was right. Okay, run run us down. So let's go through the rest. Sure thing. Uh, I, from Russia with Love is going to be such a minimal accomplishment. From Russia with Love, Bond steals a pl- stops a plot big. to steal a cryptography device from the Soviets in order to sell it back to them. But But getting that cryptography device would be huge for the Cold War. <laughs> I'm impressed. All right. All right. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Bond stops a rich gold smuggler from irradiating all the gold in Fort Knox to make it worthless and him richer. Seems like a pretty menial accomplishment. Who was it that pointed out? Did we talk about this on the podcast? That it's okay that the gold's irradiated because it just stays in Fort Knox anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> it was me. I pointed that That's out. Right. Okay. It's yeah. fine. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, then we follow up with Thunderball, which Bond. And a friend stop a man who stole two nuclear bombs from destroying Miami. Wait, is the friend Felix Leiter? The or friend Domino? is Felix Leiter. Okay, I love that I you don't name him by name. The thing is, we don't want to overcomplicate this. We're just yeah. like the yeah. internet. We yeah. just like here's a sentence saying what's up. Bond and a f- gentleman confirmed yeah. bachelor. Because, hey, so, what if there was another film where they tried to destroy Miami, but he did it alone? Stopping, or like a group of three. All right, stopping okay. a nuclear missile launch on Miami. That's seems a big one. Pretty big. Yeah, it's biggie, right? Okay, yeah. that's so far that's up there for me. All right. From Russia with Love? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. You only live twice. My mistake. You You only live twice? 
Bond rescues captured astronauts from a space hijacking and prevents nuclear war. You're going to notice a theme with nuclear yeah, war. Yeah, I know. Uh, so space pre- hijacking. Pre- prevents full-out thermonuclear war or just another missile or two? I believe that's the case. Uh, oh. I think that this is escalating in the film, but it's been a little while since I've seen it. Yeah, I'm On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Bond liberates a group of people being brainwashed to release bioweapons around the world. Mm. Eh. Okay. Sounds more impressive than it actually was. Go Diamonds ahead. are forever. Bond breaks up a diamond smuggling ring and stops the illicit auction of a satellite that can destroy nukes. <laughs> okay. Live uh, and let die. So far, that's a the bottom for me. Yeah. That All was. right. Go ahead. Live and let die. Yeah. Bond stops a dictator from giving away free heroin to increase addicts and demand. Oh, new bottom. <laughs> the man with the golden gun. Bond kills an assassin. Oh, no, wait, but there's also the Solex hey, agitator in there. doesn't matter. What's the main plot? What, is it, what does he pull off in the movie? He kills and assess. But he also stops the usage of the Solex agitator, whatever that is. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I don't think it's ever clearly explained. Okay. It seems to be a lot like the uh, Die Another Day yeah. sunbeam. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. Okay. The Spy Who Loved Me, Bond stops a shipping kaitoon. Kai Tunes. Um... Bond stops a shipping tycoon from bombing Moscow and New York. I feel like you're coloring it by saying it's just a shipping tycoon. It's a kaitoon. Yeah. <laughs> Moonraker. Bond stops a plot to wipe out all human life on Earth with nerve gas and destroys a space station. Okay, that's, that's number, number one so one. far. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all human life. Yeah. And plus, he wants it to be a master race, you too. You forget so. the stakes. Well, not really. You forget the stakes of Moonraker. Mo- Moonraker's a lot. Yeah. I, I, so, growing up, I had one-third of the Bond movies. You got yeah. like them in, in box sets. There were three, and I had one-third of them. And it was Moonraker, uh, Diamonds Are Forever, From Russia With Love. And so, it was just like a oh, weird ones. That, that mix, was how yeah. I learned about James Bond. Yeah. Uh, for Your Eyes Only? Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Bond destroys a stolen piece of military tech and automated targeting attack communicator. The Lecter. Mm. Octopussy. Bond stops a plot to nuke a U.S. Air Force base in West Germany to Seems prepare big. for a Soviet invasion. Seems big. But it's under Thunderball and you only live twice. Yeah, so far, yes. And Spy Who Loved Me. Yep. A View to Kill. Bond stops a plan to detonate explosives at the San Andreas Fault to destroy Silicon Valley. That's big Seems because pretty if big. That a lot of people succeeds, live there. we wouldn't even be podcasting today. I know. <laughs> we'd I know. be on radio. Or we'd be podcasting on a Zorn pod. Or we'd have a serious radio show. Oh, I like it. <laughs> James with a Z bonding. The Living Daylights. Yes. Bond interferes with a plan to embezzle Soviet funds to purchase drugs. Pretty low. Oh, that's the new lowest. It's pretty low, yeah. The drug ones aren't yeah. so big. The 80s, man. Anyway, license to kill. Bond destroys a drug refinery and kills a drug lord to avenge a friend's dead wife. Right, yeah. That's uh, down there, too. Felix. Goldeneye. Yeah. Bond stops the plan to digitally steal money from the Bank of England, erase financial records, and destroy Britain's economy. I do not remember any of that stealing money digitally from... <laughs> we just watched that. <laughs> it's okay. Tomorrow Never Dies. Bond... Pre- uh, wait, am I spoiling? No. <laughs> no. Sorry. I've read about it. <laughs> Bond prevents a war between Britain and China and prevents a cruise missile from being fired at Beijing. Okay. Solid that's, work. That's crazy that that's middle of the road. I know. I know. That's pretty big. But it is a cruise missile. Michel? Kaitoon. The world is not enough. Bond stops an oil heiress from nuking Istanbul to increase the value of a pipeline. <laughs> I forget that that's what this like. These There's are a lot so of, many fin- financial plots. Yeah, like to destroy something to God, increase their we, own. Have we, have we wasted our lives loving these movies? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't do it any like, other way. Couldn't they just buy Bitcoin and then like yeah, yeah financial? That's, oh, that's crazy. coming. <laughs> that's coming. Uh, die another day. Bond stops a plan to use a solar satellite as a weapon to aid a North Korean invasion of South Korea. 
That one got messy. Yeah. yeah. Casino Royale. Uh-huh. Bond bankrupts a terrorism financier by beating him at poker. <laughs> okay. Come on. Which is like, that's some true to life shit, right? That's yeah, okay. the true uh, bottom. Quantum of Solace. Bond stops a plan to acquire all of Bolivia's water and install a dictator. And then Skyfall. Bond kills a former MI6 agent bent on destroying the organization. Well, we did not ask about... Fakes are pretty low there. Spectre. So, because okay. this came out in advance. What was the plot of Spectre? Oh, who, no one knows. <laughs> no, I mean, like, was it for surveillance? Bond yeah, they prevents were, surveillance? He prevents, yes, that's right. So, what was the one we chose with full-out thermonuclear warfare? Which one? Oh, oh Moonraker. Was... No, Moonraker, right? Are you guys that's, trying to No, guess? Moonraker because the gas... Moonwaker's got to be number one. Killing yeah. every human. Killing the world. And they, they, it's not that he wants a master race. He just wants beautiful people to populate. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that's, we're saying that's number one, but we have to figure out the bread and the Tomorrow Never Dies yeah. sandwich. I could tell you the bottom five and the top five to kind of even this out a bit for you guys. Okay. Okay. So the top five are Goldeneye, Goldfinger, Skyfall, You Only Live Twice, and Thunderball. That's the top five. That's the top five. I think people. The way honest, you described Skyfall, yeah, says, does not this, seem like that should be the top five. This is, and this is no fault of the the process. No, it's the people I think who are some voting. people vote for yes, you know their hearts. What's I'm with closest you. Again, in their yeah, rearview mirror. Yeah, Golden, yeah. Um, the, but I think the it's the top of the list is less informative, but the bottom of the list nails it. Okay. Um, okay. the man with the golden gun. Yeah. Die another day. Yeah. The world is not enough. License to kill. And at rock bottom, the living daylights. All the drug ones. I'm surprised Quantum of Solace isn't in there. Just because Quantum people... of Solace is six from the bottom. Okay, I will, yeah. I will give you an extra freebie. Okay, <laughs> so you're wondering. You know what? what? I'm going to say like from Russia with Love and For Your Eyes Only are probably up around there because they're they're like important because they're getting a coding machine, but they're also kind of low stakes, at least action wise. I don't know, Matt. What do you think? You know, I'm thinking about this right now, and I'm I'm just I feel like the muddiness of nuclear war. Mm is playing heavily into this list. But two of them were in the top. There was at least two nuclear war ones in yes, the top Yes, but five. overall there's about eight yeah. nuclear war stories. But all that financial Bottom crime ones? in the top, you know? That's, that's right. the real scourge. Um, Goldfinger was in the top five? It's like they're v- yeah. just voting their favorite bond. It's a bunch of capitalists, you know? That's the real problem. I understand. Yeah. 538, huge capitalist audience. I'm telling you. It, it's, a real, it's a real scourge. Well, I mean, you guys have proven by the numbers that socialism doesn't work. Uh, so I think. <laughs> Octopussy? I know there's a nuclear warhead. No, involved, you're right. That's a good one. But I think Octopussy is in there. It's just one nuclear bomb. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Let's go Octopussy. And then I think another part of the bread sandwich here. View to a kill? It's, I mean, if they're going for the gold... Living or die is in the bottom? I can read you uh, no, no, an just, alphabetized list. Just tell me where Living let, let Die... If it was it's in the mix. die in the... No, okay. Nope, it's in the middle. It's in the middle. I'd have to say live and let die. Bottom. Then tomorrow never dies. Delicious meat. And then you're 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 closing it out with some rye. I defer to you. I think this one's almost too difficult to predict, but I, I like the octopusy thing. Let's start with that. Okay. okay so Octopussy's we'll correct. Okay. Octopussy is twelfth, tomorrow never dies eleventh. You're looking for the tenth. Yeah. So it's gotta be a little better. Than the Tomorrow Never Dies plot, as far as difficulty is concerned. Also, what's not recently in the rearview mirror of, of, of web page visitors. 
Has Thunderball been mentioned? Thunderball. Thunderball is two nuclear warheads in Denver, Miami. Thund- yeah, Thunderball's number five. Okay, I'm just asking. Matt. I'm There's just no telling you, Matt. You I'm just. Have I'm to sorry, I raised my voice there, but it this just got me going. Does involve bombing cities. Bombing cities. Well, Doctor No, kind of. No, it doesn't involve bombing. Spy Who Loved Me. Yes, Moscow. In the, I'm going to go with Spy Who Loved Me. Well, I, shipping tycoon. Yeah. Spy Who Loved Me. You got it. All right. Yep. So yes. your little sandwich that you got, you got some Spy Who Loved Me on top, mm. a little bit of Tomorrow Never Dies Ooh. in the in the delicious savory center, and then octopusy bringing up the bottom. Can I just eat what the is bread? That? Mustard? Mm. <laughs> I think I'll just have the bread. <laughs> All right. Great. What's next? Um. Let's see. So we can start getting into villains and bonds, uh-huh. uh, but we do have gadgets. Do you uh, like gadgets? We have. A ton of gadgets. We yeah. love gadgets. Let's now, go gadgets, let villains, me ask bonds. what the question was posed to the readers. Was it yes. which gadget would you most like to have, or was it which gadget is most useful? Good question. I'm going to pull up that question. Oh, no, by all means. Um, he's, I mean, he's finding all of this at an instant, and it's incredible work. Also, he's doing it on a very small MacBook Air. Uh-huh. He's like our Q. It's <laughs> the like nicest thing anybody's ever said about oh. me. That's nice. We asked what the best Bond gadget is, specifically prompting them. Welcome to Q Branch. You're in charge of equipping a secret agent going on a mission. Better not mess this up. Which of these two items do you think would prove more helpful to our double O in the field? And then we gave oh, them an opportunity. That is worded to so beautifully. The number one's got to be the Aston Martin. Well, I don't. We're gonna, Cars I'm gonna are turn not around. Yep, gadgets. Okay. Exactly what I thought. Wow. Cars are not gadgets. Okay, Cars are not so gadgets. I can tell you what's the bottom of the list. Q Branch, not our branch. Come on. I can tell you what's at the <laughs> bottom. Radioactive lint? No. The bottom of this list has got to be a ski jacket that turns into uh, an, an enclosure for uh, preventing avalanche. I mean, I'm with you on that one, but that was incredibly useful for its yes, very I know, specific... Yes, I but that's not the question that was asked. So I'm equipping a, a double O in the field. I'm like, uh, do you need the ski jacket or this watch that has a saw on it? Is Little Nelly or the Little Octopussy Jet considered vehicles or not? Um, I believe the submersible is in this, yes. Oh, the submersible's in that. I, I am, I'm numbering it now so that I can get you a solid ranking okay. to tell you exactly how wrong you are with the ski jacket thing. Um, <sighs> because the ski jacket is ranked 19th out of like some 80. Like wow. It is up there. It is top wow. tier. Because it's super useful. Because it okay, is extremely useful in context. Am I right? Okay, 538. I got, <laughs> I got, I got some problems. All right, you Wait till you I'm hear about out. some of the bottom ones, though. This could be part of it. I got to go take, do take, a Walter a PPK moment. That's beautiful. Why have we not thought of that before? Walter, I did last time. I'm going to say it every time you think of it. Walter PPK? <laughs> and you have to say, okay. Okay. All right, thank you. I can't believe I forgot. Guys, you know how shopping can be a total pain in the butt? Just this morning, I went in to buy a coat at Macy's in New York because it was cold. By the time I got out of there with the coat I'd selected, it wasn't cold anymore. <laughs> and that's the weather's fault, not genders. Bombfell is an easier way for men to get better clothes. Bombfell is an online personal styling service that helps men find the right clothes for them. It's simple and straightforward. All you have to do is complete a questionnaire, and a dedicated personal stylist will handpick pieces specifically for you. Then, once you've viewed your selections, you'll have up to 48 hours to make any changes or even cancel altogether. You're in total control, friend, and you only pay for the clothes you keep. Plus, you have the option of receiving clothes once every one, two, or three months. That's right, because Bombfell is on your side, and they don't make money if you don't find something you want to keep. I tried this out. 
And I have to admit, I was a little skeptical. Who knows how to shop for me better than me? I actually like shopping. So I worked with a stylist on Bombfell, and they sent me selections, and I thought, all right, maybe one of these things I'll keep, and the rest I'll send back. I kept every single one. What? In fact, I wore the shirt yesterday, and here's what's more, in public. Unbelievable, Matt. I would say it was a resounding success. It really was, and I'm not joking. I love what they sent me, and it's super high quality, so it's worth checking out. At the rate we're getting James Bond movies, you can't rely on Daniel Craig in those movies to tell you how to dress, because they don't come out for two, three, four, five years at a time. So in the in-between time... You need something in the dry spells. And that's Bombfell. Best of all, we've negotiated with Bombfell to get our listeners a special offer, $25 off your first purchase when you go to bombfell.com slash bond. That's Bombfell, spelled B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash bond. It's like Skyfall, except past tense, and instead of a sky, it's a bomb, which is harrowing, Bombfell, open and clothes. Come to my rainy estate, Bombfell. So let's go back to plots because Matt's gone and I don't want to discover new information without him. Certainly. Uh, When you're you're boiling down these plots to the essentials, was there any discussion of secondary events that would, like the domino effect of these plots succeeding? See, I like that question. I think it actually goes a lot back to the previous episode that you guys did on cold opens, right? Yeah. So, like, a lot of the time, like, cold opens are, are their own separate story. A lot of the time, they're, they're completely separate from the plot. And you can argue that if I were to make a list of what Bond achieves during each cold open, mm. that there are movies that the cold open obtains more and succeeds more sure. than the film itself, right? Yeah. So, I, I love that idea. I think a lot of it is is, like... Did we want to break it down to the primary thrust of the film or individual achievements? And I think achievements in Spycraft is totally a thing that we can look at next. So if you if you could just – I'm sorry to make you pick up the laptop one more time. But That's if what? you could read the Tomorrow Never Dies, what you guys say that plot is one more time. Absolutely. It is to – it is – now I understand it's to prevent firing a cruise missile at Beijing. Correct? Tomorrow Never Dies – one moment. Tomorrow never dies. Tomorrow never dies. Bond prevents a war between Britain and China and prevents a cruise missile from being fired at Beijing. Okay, so really, I think you would have done better for yourself in that description had you mentioned <laughs> that the real the real plot of that movie, the real villain plot of that movie, is to secure exclusive broadcast rights in China for 100 years. So I think had you described it as such, yeah. it would be much lower yeah. on the list. What did I miss? I, I should have brought up more of the neocolonialism going on. Well, I was saying that the, the reality of the Tomorrow Never Dies plot, which, sure. you know, 538 described as preventing... World War Three, yeah, but I'm saying what the real plot of that movie is is so that a a a broadcast tycoon can ex- right. can can get exclusive broadcast rights in China for 100 years, yeah. Which when you really break that down to what the plot is of that movie, it should that sandwich. The meat should fall right out of that sandwich. <laughs> it does. It should fall right onto the ground. I, I would definitely be down to look into like 
like the pessimist plot of the Bond movie, like like in which case like Skyfall is like Bond fails to save the life of an older woman, right? Oh, right. And, and like if you oh, really want it to come, to, like right now this is like the like okay this is the cut and dry what it might say on the end of year review, but like if the manager hated him, what would the Bond the plot consequences be? I could plot. see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. that could be a fun like, thing for us to do on the like, podcast sometime is to just ooh. sort of we sort of collateral damage. Not even collateral damage. I mean, I mean, like, we take a Bond plot, but we essentially try to describe Bond movies to each other in the simplest oh, yeah. or weirdest, weirdest thing. Way. Yeah, Like right. when Bond ruins a perfectly good radio telescope in Cuba and distracts the American Marines from doing their job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That kind of a thing would be very fun, I think. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm liking that. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, okay. We were talking gadgets before Matt left. I went back to plots because I didn't want you to miss anything, and it turns out you missed something. So, <laughs> here we are. Uh, there's a plug right underneath the... Uh, Lovely. ...built-in uh, by Matt. He screwed that in himself. He went with a flathead on that panel instead of a Phillips head. That's interesting. Interesting choice. Is that an aesthetic choice? Yeah, it's a slotted brass screw for yeah. aesthetic choices. That's interesting. Echoed throughout the uh, office. It's <laughs> interesting, man. It ties the room together. It's the detail. Now, last time I was recording here, the floor was not done, and, 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 I, and I have to update everybody on, on the progress of Matt's office floor is beautiful thank you it is outstanding you thank really you did a much. great job thank you i appreciate that uh you know i don't i don't love how you didn't pull the old floor out and you just put it on top but uh, otherwise i think it was great i don't think there was anything under that floor i needed a you think it floor. was dirt uh well it, this used to be a patio so that was a deck oh right. we discussed this yeah off air we discussed this <laughs> all right well you know what it's beautiful thank you can i tell you the worst bond gadget yeah yes that would probably be very helpful a pager Wait, yeah, when? he's given a pager. In which one? Uh, I can track that down exactly. Why can't I remember? Pager. It's oh, isn't be... it a? It's an earlier one. It isn't. No, it was cool as shit at the time. Yeah, like yeah. pager. Are you kidding me? It's from Russia with love. Like, oh, so he's right. given a pager. All Desmond yeah. has got like a nice little like a uh, like microphone with like the NFL sideline coach kind of thing. <laughs> yes. is, is how he's communicating through the pager. But uh, yeah, no. Wow. Did not do well. So. Oh, some of this is antiquated. Like a Geiger counter, I'm sure, was very, very cool at the time. Not a top Bond gadget. Yeah, right? sure. Um, a radio transmitter disguised as a rake. Not top tier material. Ah. That we got here, right? Where's wow, the radioactive lint falling there? Radioactive lint. Does that show up? Daylights. Find out no. what it's the rake. Oh, the rake is, yeah. yeah. Where's the radioactive lint? Lint doesn't make the list of gadgets. I'm is sorry. That, is that anything they actually use, or do no. they just show it? I don't think they use Yeah, it. so for instance, if in Q Branch they, they demonstrate a flamethrower based yeah. on... Like, that that would not be included in this. This okay. is things used on Yet missions. Yet the rake is, which is just outside to protect M's home. <laughs> this is a very confusing list of 87 gadgets. This is, again, going off the list of uh, the one provided by oh, the again, people yeah, okay. at that. So, again, right. maybe somebody just right. wanted to make jamesbond.wikia.com slash prosthetic nipple, but yeah. well, in this gadget. case, that's a, that's a gadget. It's so, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, the radioactive lint. Okay. I just needed to remember. All right. Got it. But if we wanted to look at the top tier ones, right? Like, yeah. this is kind of be what you'd expect. Well, I think it's got to be the watch that shoots lasers. Laser watch. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's the it's the laser watch. It's the cutter slash detonator wristwatch. Yeah. 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 That's, that's number that's one. Omega yeah, Seamaster. Yeah. By far. And the follow-up is also a watch. Is it the Moonraker wrist dart one? No, it, it's going to be the Rolex from Live and Let Die. It's the grappling hook one. Oh, the Omega from uh, Goldeneye. Yeah. Wow. And oddly, the attache briefcase from uh, from Russia... There's just too many of these. We can't do this game yeah. show style. Yeah. But the attache briefcase from, from Russia with Love, which is outfitted with a whole yeah. bunch of shit. Or um, from Russia with Love or Diamonds yes. Are Forever? Yeah, no, from yeah. Russia with Love, yeah. Got it, sorry. Um, the ballpoint pen grenade from, from Goldeneye, the clicky one. That's yeah. really great. Uh, wrist dart gun, uh, which I believe is a watch. Yeah, um, it is. Camera gun, x-ray shades... Another cutter detonator wristwatch, but less cool than the other one. World is not enough. I haven't thought about in forever. The Bell rocket belt is up there. Oh wow! Number ten is that jetpack thunderball? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the miniature rebreather. Oh yes, I was gonna say that would be a a highly equipped one that they then used in uh, my favorite Bond sequel, uh, The Phantom Menace. That's my favorite Bond prequel. <laughs> Wait, is the um, uh, crocodile submarine from Octopus in there? Yep, it doesn't hold up great. It is down here. So I just saw it. Um, well, I mean, you don't got you got to know where your double O is going on that mission. You can't yeah. send him with a crocodile yeah. submarine to, to like Hawaii. At that yeah. point, it's an accessory, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, the crocodile submarine is fifty nine out of seventy seven gadgets. Uh, wow, but, it got wrong. Hey, for the thirty nine percent of the time it wins, that's that's a good gadget to have okay. on hold. Sure. <laughs> Okay. Wow, that's very uh, that's I, that was enjoyable. I'm glad okay. the Omega Seamaster had the top two. Yeah. Should we do villains now? Gotta do villains. Now. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, how do you guys want to do this? Well, first, I'd like you to tell us the criteria for villainry. Um, they are top tier. I can list uh the villains if you'd like. Sure. Great. Uh, let me alphabetize this so that. It's and we should play this the same as the henchmen, where we do Family Feud style. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this. I think that Family Feud style is the perfect way to play this. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna uh, pull this up, alphabetize All right. it. So you do what you have to do, Walter. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a quick conference with uh, with Matt over mm-hmm. here. Listen. Yeah. I'm listening. The way this is playing out with oh. these Judy Denches and these Ray Fiennes and these Ben Wishaws. Sure. Sure. I don't know what to think anymore for these well, villains. Dominic Green from Solace has got to be number one. I think that's horribly inaccurate. He's All the right. world's most popular Bond villain. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read them off. Okay. You know, they um, were going to call Quantum of Solace Green. I know. They should. <laughs> green, uh, these green are the top tier villains. Alec Trevelyan and Goldeneye. Yep. Aries Christados and For Your Eyes Only. Auric Goldfinger and Goldfinger. Brad Whitaker and The Living Daylights. Dominic Green and Quantum of Solace. Dr. Kanaga in Live and Let Die, Dr. No, mm-hmm. aforementioned film, Electra <laughs> King, The World is Not Enough, Elliot Carver, Tomorrow Never Dies, Amelia Largo, Thunderball, mm-hmm. Ernest Stavro Blofeld in Diamonds Are Forever, For Your Eyes Only, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, and You Only Live Twice. He's in there four different times, but he kind of clusters, so we'll play that as it yep. lays. Uh, Francisco Scaramanga in The Man with the Golden Gun, Fran Sanchez in License to Kill, General Georgie Koskoff in The Living Daylights, General Madrano in The Quantum of Solace. Wait, so Brad Whitaker and Koskoff both get in there? For- yeah, they're both considered top tier, at least by the oh, wiki at the time. Oh, okay. Um, General Madrano from Quantum of Solace, General Orlov from Octopussy. I'm sorry if I'm betraying these no, names. No, 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 I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing Gustav at Gustav Graves, Madrano Die Another Day. Day, Kamal Khan, Octopussy, Carl Stromberg, The Spy Who Loved Me, Le Schiff, Casino Royale, mm-hmm. Max Zorin, A View to Kill, Mr. White, Casino Royale, Raul mm. Silva, Skyfall, Renard, The World Is Not Enough, Rosa Kleb from Russia with Love, Sir Hugo Drax, Moonraker, and Stephen Obano from Casino Royale. 
Wait, so, so you don't Clev have Red Grant in villain. there? No. Red Grant, uh, let me pull up, because he might have been in The Henchman, but I think I might have him as, as, as a different name in this. Does he have a pseudonym by any chance? No. It's Dr. Grant? Would that be a thing that he's in here as? Mm. No, I don't think he had a doctorate. Well, it's either Blofeld or Goldfinger at number one. I have Donald Grant in From Russia with Love. Uh, for which uh, in, in This is in uh, Henchman. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I can find oh. that for you. He's ranked 13th. Okay. okay. So a little bit out of the top four. Wouldn't have be been. Yeah. Um, so uh, he is a henchman. Yeah, sorry. I go right. through. Uh, well, listen, I'm glad that we didn't know that then because we wouldn't have gotten I know, you're right. Six. We probably would have voted. <laughs> yeah. All right. So is Blofeld, does he get voted four separate times or just as a single villain? He gets voted four separate times. I think it's like Buckshot, but buddy. I the way that this kind cluster. of works is if Blofeld would win the fight anyway, then then it wouldn't necessarily impact his score. Now, but again, you have a you lot of say win the here. fight. Are you saying, I'm going to go to your website, I'm going to see Goldfinger, and I'm going to see Dominic Green, and I'm going to select one of them? Yes, that okay. is exactly the case. You're going to select I can Dominic read you the Green. copy as well. Of course. Yeah. Do you see how like Look at those manic he was with that axe fight? He was great. I mean, he's really hacking at Bond there. I do like him as a villain. I think he's a great villain. The question that we asked was very simply, who's the best Bond villain ever? And then you had a matchup between the two of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the thing that, the, this is really a question of where people come down on Blofeld, right? Mm-hmm. On one hand, most persistent, most com- like one of the most iconic. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, not the flashiest by any stretch of the I have, imagination. I have, a huge, I have a huge, important question. Certainly. When Blofeld comes up, am I seeing Telly Savalas? Am I seeing Donald Pleasance? Donald Pleasance? Am I seeing Gray? Charles Gray? Which? Depends on the picture. I can Mike tell you. The, I, do you want a Blofeld ordering? Yeah. From top to bottom, yes, Blofeld. Yeah, so could it potentially be that you're seeing Telly Savalas go up against Charles Gray? Yes. Holy You could see oh my God. Diamonds Are Forever go up against Honor Majesty's Secret Service, and I can tell you the ranking of that right now, this unless you want to. Yeah, this let's guess that. Well, I think Donald Pleasance beats Telly Savalas. Telly Savalas beats Charles Gray. Yes. No. No? You think Telly Savalas Telly Savalas, I think, is the weakest So I only have uh, movies in front of me. I can pull up who's actually... No, no, you just tell us the movie. Great. So, um, you uh, which which order? Uh, so, so I'm saying that I'm saying we're both agreeing mm-hmm. that number one Blofeld. No, you're saying Telly Savalas is number one. I'm saying Donald Pleasance is number oh, one. Okay, we've got those switched. We're both agreeing Charles no, Gray's at saying, the bottom. I'm not saying no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not saying that. I'm saying Telly Savalas is the bottom. I agree with you though about about Pleasance. You're saying Telly Savalas at the bottom over Charles bottom. Gray? If we're just going with these three, do you have a thing you have to do right now? No, you Mark like McConville just stopped by. <laughs> oh, hey. Mark. Hey. Hey, bu- hey guys. Come on in. You should be. It's very bad time, Mark. Grab a chair. We're making podcasts. Or come on in and sit on the bench. Yeah. You uh, listeners of the show from Octopussy Strong <laughs> know Mark McConville. Mark Walt has brought us a wealth of stats. Right now we're trying to guess which is the most popular Bond villain. Villain? Yeah. Yeah. Villain. Do you think <laughs> You think it's Dominic Green from uh Quantum of Solace or General Medrano? Have you narrowed it down? To those no. two. Well, those two. Sure. <laughs> no, no. We're, we're trying to figure out, first of all, which of the Blofelds are the most popular. We're, 
we're both saying Donald Pleasance is yes, first. Saying Donald Pleasance is first, just because iconically the look of Donald yeah. Pleasance, that's your that's what you think of when you think of Blofeld. And you you think Charles yeah. Gray second. I think that's crazy. I, well, here's why I'm saying Charles Gray second. I think Honor Majesty's Secret Service does not rate highly in these rankings. But I think seeing another bald Blofeld, also one of an actor whom they but might he, recognize. Never when you're just looking at a picture of him in that movie, he's yeah. never dressed like Blofeld. Do you know what I mean? He does have a Nehru jacket at one point, doesn't he? Mm. Mark, what about you? a Jonathan Price? Oh. Well, well, I mean, we all love an Elliot Carver. <laughs> Who doesn't love an Elliot Carver? What about Sean Bean? He's we good. all love he's an Alec Trevelyan. Yeah. Walt, are you still figuring out the rankings of the Blofelds? I got it. Yeah, okay. I got the ra- so give so, it to us. Of the of the four, there's four Blofelds listed, correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. Who's the fourth? The four years only. On your guy? Majesty's Secret Service, diamonds are forever. For your eyes only, you only live twice. Oh well, the four your eyes only guys for sure number four. Mister Bond. Yes, you only just see the back of it. Okay. Third place. Four your eyes only is third place. Yeah. Then Charles Gray is number four. Charles Gray of uh, the film Diamonds Are Forever, number two. Ha! I was right! Oh, my God. My reality. I don't know what's real anymore. Listen to me. I think I know the internet. Oh, yeah. my God. Is that, is that putting Telly Savalas at two? That is putting... Or at four. Telly Savalas is going to be four, yeah. Why would he be number four? Because... No, he's number one. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Donald Pleasance is number four? Yeah, Donald Pleasance is number oh, four. Well, my reality is over as well. What? Yes. My reality is gone. Who... Who who did this survey? So I will say this: they are there. There are two clusters, right? So you only live twice, and for your eyes only yeah. are both. They both uh, just under fifty percent, right? Whereas uh, diamonds are forever, and on Her Majesty's Secret Service are essentially tied. Oh my god! Diamonds so can you read the l- the ranking again? Wow. Sure. Uh, number one, Terry Savalas. Wow. Basically tied with uh, Charles Gray. Wow. Then wow. then comes. Uh, for your eyes only, and then comes mm. Donald Pleasance. This is akin to the margin of error in the Trump-Hillary Clinton election. That was all predictable, <laughs> and I'm with you guys at 538. That, that you you made no errors. It was in the within the margin of error, as, as unlikely as it could be. This is somehow still more shocking. To it's me. a bit shocking, isn't and it? it's yeah. also more disheartening. Well, five thirty-eight also couldn't take <laughs> into account kidding. Russian hacking. Like That's the thing. Um, I do have IPs on this though, and they were all coming from one place—the the apartment of Charles Gray. <laughs> Jeez, it was Boris hacking for the Russians. <laughs> I'm invincible. <laughs> All right, so uh, right. do you know how many times? That's interesting. As a person who like wrote code to obtain this information and, and scrape the the wikia site, do you know how many times I said that after I got data back from this project? <laughs> I be civil. I, I, so, I would be saying. Uh, do you guys want to again uh, top six? Yeah, uh, Family Feud style. Yeah. Top six villains. Mark, do you, do you already look at the results? Because you can play with us. I'll be useless in this game. So okay. Maybe I feel I should be. But worse. there's always a useless family member on Family Feud. Like they <laughs> that bring is true. their that is true. slow uncle along or something. Matt, yeah. Matt, let's play the feud. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to We're gonna, the feud. <laughs> I think we should let. Honestly, let Mark answer one of these for okay. the top six. Just so... Well, do we... you want to do a Family Feud style where you pick one, then you pick one? Okay. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Are you trying to find the music? N- not trying. I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
It's time to play the feud. From San Francisco, Colorado. <laughs> a barker, a miner, a child at a diner. It's the Zorans. Let's play the feud. All right, welcome everybody to Which Bond Villain is the Best? We surveyed a crap load of Americans and got a ton of responses back to figure out who the top Bond villains are. Okay, you're going to be Daddy, I'll be Mommy, and you'll be Sonny Boy. All right. <laughs> so, Daddy, you're up first. All right. Honey, we've talked about this at home. I think you're right. We're going to say Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Top one on the board. Congratulations. Wins 87% all of matches. All right, all right. Now we got to go number two. Hi, Mr. Dawson. How you doing? Oh, don't. <laughs> That's a lovely top, ma'am. Thank you. Watch it, Richard. <laughs> I got it at Contempo Casuals. Gosh, I'm a huge Bond fan, have been for years. I'll say Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Is it on the board? I told you that was a bad move. I told you that was a bad move. You are the worst. I hope our son can do better. (laughs) You're going to cost us this minivan. I just want to say for the record, that's fucking crazy. (laughs) And I'll see you after the uh, the game, Dame. Deal. Little Sunny Boy, how you doing? I'm great. This suit's from (laughs) Contempo Formals. That's from Chess King, and you know it. <laughs> I made it for you out of the curtains. Um, we're looking for the top six Bond villains. What do we got? We only have one on the board. Xenia on a top. No, she's the henchman, she's you a dipshit. I can't believe I birthed you. Well, who's the villain in that movie? Alec Trevelyan. Alec Trevelyan. I think he might be there. Alec Trevelyan. Number six. Yes. Well done. I agree. I agree. Eat it, Mom. Uh, is that any way to speak to the woman who birthed you, homeschooled you, and gave you away? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> All right, honey, don't blow this like All I right. did. All right. I think since Trevelyan's been listed, that leaves the door wide open for me to go ahead and pick. It's tough, huh? I think it might be Max s- Zorn. Oh, God. Golly, if you get this wrong, you're sleeping on the couch with me and Junior. All right. I'm going to say Max Zorin. Max Zorin. Uh, what? Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Oh. We have two strikes. Two strikes. You got to play super conservatively. Maybe think of the one a movie was named after. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, you've already said Goldfinger. That means we've got Dr. No. Uh, is she a villain? I think she's, I don't think so, honey. The villain of Octopussy in this data set is Kamakan. Okay, so let me see, Doctor. No, you've got um, you only live twice, man. No, okay. Diamonds on a Magic Secret. Live and let die. Uh, oh, the man with the golden gun. It could be him oh, or Doctor. Yeah. No. Yeah, Scaramanga Chief, Skyfall. Um, Quantum Solace Head. Um, <laughs> Cold and I. Uh, I'm going to go Francisco Scaramanga. Francisco Scaramanga. On the board, number four. Oh, wow. Nice pull. Wow. Thank you. Nice hint. Christopher Lee. All right. It's up to our sunny boy. What we got, kid? Uh, uh, I, th- I think you should say Raul Silva. What? I think you should say Raul Silva. I'm going to say Lashif. 
I don't because I saw his face and it's clearly No, not I think him. that's a I honestly think that's a valid just because it's a Walt very popular Hickey, Bond movie. Right, Richard Dawson Thanks, just, Dad. just about died. Well, I'm gonna say it. Le Chief. That is a Max Zorin level guess. I am sorry, sir. No, that is three strut. Yeah. Ugh. Nope. Right below my Hey, the guy's got a lot of good fans. <laughs> All right. All right, we got to hear this ding off. So right. run it down. It goes for to us. the Jason Bourne Number family. one, Art Goldfinger. Number two, Doctor No of the eponymous oh, film. Crazy. Number three, Raul Silva, Skyfall. Oh, you're uh, number four, Francisco Scaramanga. No number five, Rosa Kleb from Russia with Love. Uh, number six, Alec Trevelyan, Golden Eye. Run out wow. the top ten there. Who's number seven? Uh, Doctor Kanaga, Live and Let Die. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's worth two it. Two consecutive okay. Blofelts. Yep, sure. Uh, Emilio Largo from Thunderball. And Brad Whitaker from The Living Daylights. I think, think those Thunderball. What, Brad Whitaker, Whitaker from The from Living, Living Daylights. Daylights? I think those Blofelds got split. Um, so honest. the Brad Whitaker's essentially tied with Gustav Graves from Die Another Day. This may just be a recognition thing. Yeah. Graves. Yeah. This is. I think those millennials are voting brain. for Brad Whitaker, seeing him as Wade. You. I mean, it's like, how is Joe Don Baker in the top ten of anything? <laughs> <laughs> Even in the top ten Joe Don Bakers, I just, how like, is he getting on that list? This is unbelievable. All right, so it's on to James Bonds. It is on to James Bonds. Specifically James Bonds, and then we do the special thing, or is this... Now, what we asked, the actual we question that we asked, is... Let me find this, because this is a really good one. It's a good okay, question. so the title of this post was... We must figure out the sexiest James Bond. This and that was great. the only prompt. Oh, this well. So, this is not you. only every Bond. This is every Bond in every film. So, keep in mind, Holy early shit. Roger Moore and late Roger Moore may have two different answers kind of thing. I know the oh. first and the last. You know the first and the last. You do? Honestly, this is a bit many to actually... Like, oh, like, yeah. You're right. It's got to be fucking shirtless Craig. It's, it's Casino Royale Craig, Craig is number Royal. one, and View to a Kill Roger Moore has got to be... Number so there are 23 20. or 24 entries for this? Yes, there are 23 entries for this. Okay. This is going to be out of control, Mark. Well, listen, I'll handle this because I like to handle this. <laughs> How about this? You, yes. you remind me of Bill James's wife when he was writing the baseball prospectus and he <laughs> added the category of handsomeness. <laughs> I don't know who that is. And I don't know what's. Well, you just don't are. like numbers as much as I do. So well, what do you say we play this game? We'll have the top 10 bonds. And you need to tell me. How many Lazenby's, how many Dalton's, how many Moore's, how many Brosden's, how many Craig's, and how many Connery's in the top ten? Good God. All right. Then I got to say, there's four Brosnan's in the top ten. Are you some kind of maniac? (laughs) I think there will probably be... Have you? But he never had a bad look. That's true. He was handsome throughout, Mark. Thank you. I'll go for that. There's probably three Craig's in there. We're at seven. So then we got to split the last two. I'd like to toss in a Lazenby. Well, you think Lazenby? You think think Lazenby cracks it? I don't think Lazenby cracks the top ten. Dr. No Connery's at least got to be in there. I don't think so. What do you mean you don't think so? I don't think so. I don't think he's going to. That's when he's looking the best. Work this way. Who's not making it? Yeah. Well, most Roger Dalton. I think there's not going to be some Roger Mm. Moores a lot. I think there's two Tim Daltons that don't make it. Two? I think I don't think he makes it in either yeah, one. I don't think Lazenby's going to make it. Already started running away from. I him. think it's you got. Th- I'd say three Craigs, three Brosnans, and honestly, either three Conneries or two Conneries and a Dalton. 
Okay, that so leaves you with one more. All right, so here we go. That's nine. Here one Roger Moore, correct. <laughs> <laughs> three? Okay, so we're saying three Craigs. You're saying three Craigs. Yeah. You're saying he got it in each of his movies. He was that handsome. Yeah. You're saying three Brosnans because you agree with me that he's the most handsome Bond that's ever lived. Uh, okay. okay, so that's six. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to give... We have four spots left, and you're going two mores? No. So you're going one more, two Connery, one Lazenby. No. Okay. I'm going three, three Craigs, three Brosnans. Oh, a Dalton. Three, uh, two, two Conneries, one Dalton, and I'll throw in one Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. So one Roger Moore, mm-hmm. three... Three Craigs, three. three Brosnans, two Conneries, and a Roger Moore and a Dalton Moore. Got it. Baker Stalton. Got it. Yep. <laughs> what Would do you, you got? I'll put one cartoon well, in I'm going to say, here's what I'm going to say, and, and, and I'm going to be completely honest with everybody here. There's four Pierce Brosnans in this top ten. <laughs> there's three Daniel Craigs. And there's one Connery, one more. And one Lazenby. Marky? Is there a way to go chalk here where I can just say one of each? Yeah. And then what does that leave me? Five. There's five men yeah, who have played so James Bond. No, there are no, six. I'm sorry, there's six. Yeah, yeah. So that leaves you four to play around. So this I'll go. Probably, this is like when you bid $1. On yeah, I'm going around. six. I one of each. I respect yeah. okay, and okay. disrespect All right. One of and each. then I'm going to just go. I'm going to say Craig gets an extra. So two Craigs total. Two Craigs, okay. And I'll go two Conneries total. Two Conneries. Does that give me eight? That gives you yeah. two more. I'm gonna. I, well, Lazenby just has the one, right? Yeah. So that's I don't need to go a second one because it doesn't yeah. exist. So now you have to give yeah. it. I'll I'll do a Brosnan and I'll do a Moore. And so I'm, that's one Dalton, one Lazenby, mm-hmm. and, and two of the rest. Smart. Okay. And let how would you like way, to pay for that? Let me figure out a way to score this so you guys talk oh, a little bit amongst wow. yourselves about okay. the sexiest of bonds. All right, Mark. Uh, which, when like, you... which is your top film, I, I, would, I might ask, for the sexiest bond? Oh, the oh, Casino Royale the most sexy? It's got to be when he comes out of that water in Casino Royale. It's That's just, the sexiest it's moment just the in water, film The water's as blue as his eyes and his trunks. I'd put that above um, Honey Ryder coming out of the water. Would you put that above Phoebe Cates coming out of the water? Probably not. <laughs> That did a lot to form me as a boy. I'll I'll go with uh, the long punch in Octopussy, <laughs> Wait, where Roger Moore really rears back and just throws a real long fake punch. Which one is that? What scene? Oh, he's in a bedroom, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in a. Bed. I just remember him really drawn back, like a real just cartoonishly back and then his arms became as long as ronnie cox when he's falling in robocop (laughs) real sexy you know what having just done robocop when i was there too yeah that is uh i forget the special effect on that but i think that those are actually proportional arms because if you look at ronnie cox's arms he actually really has long arms i don't i don't buy that i don't care how many fucking podcasts you do i'm not buying that okay uh, Could you do some 538 numbers crunching on Ronnie Cox's arms? <laughs> yeah. uh, let, let me just email Nate with the important. Okay. Um, so I figured out a way to score this. What we've done is essentially I counted up the number in the top 10 of each bond represented. Yep. And I then counted all yours up. And basically, if there were like, let's say, let's say that there were five Lazenbees. And yeah. if you said four Lazenbees, then your score is four. 
Uh, if you said six last oh. bees, then your score is five. It, the idea is that you get every one that you hypothetically counted up. Let me okay. just say that All right. I don't. I didn't follow any of that, That's but I fair. trust you completely. No, we we get okay. a point. Essentially, we get a point for each correct answer, yeah, you get a, a and it's correct. out of ten. Ten oh. would be the maximum amount of points. Okay. Yes. So, uh, do you want to go through them real quick? Yeah, I would like to know right. how many points I got. Sure. Ah, Matt, ah. Uh, Matt, you said that there was. Uh, Wait, should you Gourley, the... Matt, Mark? Yes. Yes. Cool. Okay. So you're going to now list which bonds are in the top ten. Or are you going to list our scores? I will list your scores because okay. showmanship. All right. So you're going to start with a third placer? Uh, oh, okay. I see. All right. Third start with third place. place. Start well, with third place. A tie. <gasps> Fuck. A tie for third. Oh, tie my God. Third. If Mark fucking rolls into this podcast late and, and wins, yeah. I'm going to be so angry. I'm pretty uh, sure that's going to happen. With five correct bonds, Matt and Mark. Oh, you are a winner. You got six. (laughs) So let's go through. The top 10 bonds by sexiness. Number 10, Pierce Brosnan, Goldeneye. Mm. Number nine, Sean Connery, Thunderball. Wait a minute. Just really quickly. I think Goldeneye Brosnan is a really sexy bond. I'm surprised that's low. He looks great in that movie. Wow. Better than uh, Connery, Thunderball. Would you say that is 10 or that's one? No, I said that was 10. That was 10. Because also, Connery, Thunderball is peak wig because that's got to have some industrial strength underwater glue on it yeah yeah and so it's really lego heady peak tube all right number eight daniel craig quantum of solace wow number seven sean connery you only live twice wow it's the worst wig of the bunch i know and that's puffy connery number six sean connery diamonds are forever what? what? Wait, I never what? saw that coming in my life. This yeah. is the worst Number thing five. ever happened. <laughs> Sean Connery, Doctor No. Okay, I'll buy that. But I have oh a question. Yes. Did Sean Connery participate in this poll? Mr. Connery is not a sponsor of this Okay, poll. all right. Um, number Excuse four, me, hi, Sean. Daniel Craig. Could you Casino do me a Royale? favor and go on the website? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> calling his assistant. <laughs> what did you just say? What? Number four, Daniel Craig, Casino Royale. Unbelievable. Number three, Sean Connery from Russia with Love. Uh, uh, Number two, Daniel Craig, Skyfall. Number one, the Highlander himself, Sean Connery and Goldfinger. Okay, people are just voting movies because also... (sighs) This is out of control. I agree with Craig being in there on all three, but Skyfall, he is decidedly made to look less sexy because they're playing up the old thing. Yeah, but sometimes that's so fuckable. That's true. That's true. That's what I say to myself every morning. Yeah. (laughs) So, in the end, there was one Brosnan... Three Craigs and six Connerys. Wow, no Moores, Lazenby's, or Dalton. No Lazenby's, Dalton, or Moores. Only one Brosnan. How do you feel about that? I feel like no one's looking at beauty the way I am, which it, is a perfectly symmetrical male face. Do you know how I feel about it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's play the feud! This was earth-shattering news to me uh i have to know listen to that banjo i think i think i think pierce is at his uh sexiest in a little film i like to call the world is not enough mm. you know particularly when he's in his uh uh linen suit and he pulls off the jacket to dive into the uh water after that submarine mm. you know i think he looks best anyway in where is oh. that one ranked oh and that the world is not enough world is not enough brosnan 13 out of 23 What's what are the least sexies? Uh, Mr. Lazenby, unfortunately, <gasps> comes in anchoring the pack That's at number twenty-three. Crazy. Even at That's fifty-seven crazy. years old, Roger Moore from View to a Kill. Yep. Wow. Go run me. Like, can you go yeah. one to twenty-three? Uh, one, like one being the best and twenty-three. Yeah. 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 Um, 
the one. Connery Goldfinger, Craig Skyfall, Connery from Russia with Love, Craig's Casino Royale, Connery Doctor No, Connery Diamonds, Connery You Only Live Twice, Craig Quantum, Connery Thunderball, Brosnan Goldeneye, Brosnan Tomorrow Never Dies, Brosnan Die Another Day, Brosnan really The World Is Not Enough. His his least sexy movie I is The World Is Not Enough. How many diamonds are Ferrari? I think that's so when he's well, most sexy. I mean. Mamma Mia did come out in America's cinema. Anyway, <laughs> Bond movie. Roger Moore. Uh, I'm just going to rank him because he's all bunched up. For Your Eyes Only, Golden Gun, Spy Who Loved Me, Live and Let Die, A View to Kill, Moonraker, and then Octopussy taking up the bottom. So you're telling me that Moonraker... Moon, Moonraker, Moonraker is sexier than the entire work of Timothy Dalton. Yes. Moonraker, Roger Moore... <laughs> is sexier... Is not... You're telling me that View to a Kill Roger Moore is going to get it before Moonraker Roger Moore. This is out of control. Barely. It's a rounding error. Honestly, it's a 20.9 versus 20.1. So you're that's super close. <sighs> Man. That's just some well, some dude had learned anything Moonraker from Superman grudge. 3's plot. That that fraction of a penny is going to pay off big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, to give you an example, um Roger Moore and Octopussy versus Roger Moore and For Your Eyes Only is about the same difference between a Sean Connery and Thunderball and a Sean Connery and Doctor Now. Wow, okay. that's interesting. So, how does the rest come out? Come down after uh, the Moors? Dalton and Living Daylights, Dalton and License to Kill, and Lazenby and On Her Majesty's Secret Service. That is short shrift for those boys. I'm yes. sorry. Wow. Hmm. Well, we did look at another metric for, for and this, this is what we'll fun. close this out uh, yeah now, do we need to bring up visual references for this or just go off our memories so I, I, well memories i do have them okay uh, certainly visual. do i, yeah. I will pull them up um let me see. this is important this is important work we're about to do here this do you is, know about this matt this is chests correct that's right we're yeah. gonna rank the chests of the james bonds <laughs> so it's essentially the most important signature part of being a bond it's not having a car it's not Mark's, gone. Mark's just visiting his friend Matt, and he gets dragged into ranking the chests of James Bond. No, this is why I came. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about six chests, 12 nipples, 13 if you're counting Roger Moore, yeah. and 43,000 hairs. Now, Walt, yes. can I ask you just something about this? Of course. It seems to me that if if anything from we've that we've learned from these last few rounds... Are we talking chess, or are we just talking movie popularity? Well, I think if they're showing a picture of just the chest, then we have to assume... I wouldn't say just the chest. I would say the chest. Like, we, we, we picked out an emblematic picture. We picked a good one. This is hot or not for Bond chess? This is as, hard, uh, as, as best as you get. Okay. Well, I have a question. Of course. Uh, is Bond shirtless in every movie? Not every not movie. Not every movie. No. So my but every is Bond for... has been shirtless. Oh, I see. So this is not a ranking of every Bond. That's each like time their chest not all Republicans are racist, but every racist is Republican. Understood. That's just a Bill Maher thing. I'm not con- endorsing it. I'm just saying we endorse Bill Maher <laughs> on this podcast. When we've already endorsed Credit Associates, we might as well. <laughs> <laughs> when did the first Bond film come out? 1962. And how great were cameras then? <laughs> they were decent. He was shooting on 35 mil. Okay, but now. Dan Craig's getting shot on digital HD. 4K. I mean, right? is potent- like what if the guy's got a zit? Maybe that counts against it. Like, it's right. I would think it would help. Oh, I mean, I he has it- he has practically a hairless chest. That's true. 
but and it's Brosnan pretty... and Connery have got to be up there for the hairiest. So you said practically that it, it is a hairless chest, which is what actually prompted this line of interrogation because the bond of my youth had a minor pelt. Uh, yeah, it, it was. Who's your bond of your youth? I grew, I grew up with Brosnan, but he has a thatch. Uh, it's immense. Yeah, and, and so like it, 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 a little. Peak, I gotta say, the he... one third of Bond movies, but I also played a ton of uh, Nightfire. That was the only video game I played. Wow, for Nightfire! So huh? A lot of my Bond knowledge and, and love comes from a video game that uh, not canonical, right? So uh, the Bond of Nightfire has a uh, Cleese in it, right? Yes, it does. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Dench. Mm. It, uh, they made some really good games for, for they a did. there. Everything they did. or Nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there was another one, I think either before or after that, but that was um, a solid spell game. Yeah. Bloodstone. Bloodstone. I played that. Yeah. But uh, no, Night, Nightfire was like my introduction to like shooting, like first person shooters. Cause I, I will say the World Is Not Enough game okay. also was very enjoyable for mm. N64. Mm. They now, were... Somebody does get a short shift in this because Timothy Dalton is not shirtless. That often in his films, he's in uh, License to Kill. He gets shirtless. He does, but it's it's. We weren't able to get a great shot of him shirtless because he's the, getting out of the bed, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's the shot that we have right here. There it is. Oh, okay. Uh, so um, we can kind of walk through uh, again. If you guys want to comment on, on what you're seeing here, um, we can start off with. with I'll handle this. All we do. Okay. Connery. That's a, you only live twice, Connery, with a with a bad toop. That's right. But and a little bit of a, a little bit of a of a gunt. Yeah. But solid. Foliage. So this yes. is his second to last Bond movie. So he's got a slight bit of girth on him. It's not bad by any means. He looks good, but he's got a hairy chest, though much of it is relegated just to his pectoral muscles. I will so say, his abs are if I woke up tomorrow bare. with that body, I'd be okay. I think we all would. I think yeah. anybody would. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. We are not dissing. We'd trade up. Uh, up next, we're, we're going to do Mr. Lazenby. <laughs> Oh, that's a terrible photograph. It was photograph. the best that we could do. That's a terrible because photograph. That, he's going he's gonna to be affected poorly by this. Yeah, he, he's he got sort of scoliotic posture. He's basically hairless, right? Yeah. He, he also looks mad at the beach. <laughs> Is that just a like, behind-the-scenes shot? I think that's the best that we were able to get, yeah. yeah just, Again, we really tried to make these fellows look good. We tried to stick to the cannon. Sure. We tried to find them uh, like, at their bondiest, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we're going to move on over. Sure. Timothy Dalton, waking up to this. Uh huh. All right. This All right. Is, I mean, so I gotta say though, even though there's a sheet there, it's a it's a pretty decent chest. And he's he's like his bicep is being compressed a little, so he looks yeah, he looks buff. good. Looks he's got a buff. good physique. Yeah. I like it. Right. Find him. He looks like he spilled something. Now, <laughs> I think he did. Contrast that the, the contents of his team. <laughs> oh, okay. What is this? View to a kill or octopusy? What is this? Uh, the exact front. Oh, I don't Let know. me look. Let me take a look. Yeah, of course. This is tough because that old, is octopusy. Older Bond is a little more saggy, but younger Bond is just brown and tanned. But he looks but like not he's in the best a, way. He looks like he's having a good time, whereas Dalton looks like, oh, I well, spilled my drink. Well, Whoopsie. in that scene, Dalton is like being disturbed out of sleep and is playing uh, like a spiral. So whereas Roger Moore here is kind of like, anybody want to come in here and hop in this bed with me? I will point yeah. out, hairless. What? Hairless. If we're, if we're keeping track. Definitely. Mm-hmm. He's right. in a waterbed filled with Bollinger champagne right now. Oh, that, he just unscrews the thing at night. <laughs> just takes a little swig. <laughs> screws it back on. Brosnan. Oh, okay. oh now, hello, Pierce. Brosnan has... Now, he has incredibly hairy physique on the abdomen as well, though it does look yeah. tr- so thick but trimmed. Yes. I think. it's It seems like... 
again, not shaved by any stretch, no. but there's maintenance going on. They did a clipper with a number three on it. Yeah. yeah. He also, he also, to me, looks like proof of concept for Bond <laughs> fitness. Yes. Whereas the other guys don't necessarily seem like right. they're spending a ton of time at the gym. Except Daniel Craig. No, we haven't gotten to him yet, right, though. Yeah. Yeah. But well, all these other guys, it's like, yeah, they're in decent shape, but yeah. I would not this, describe, yeah. this looks like, yeah, he's lifted a weight. I, I wouldn't describe him as lithe, whereas I would describe Daniel Craig as lithe, right? And, okay, and like, yeah. I don't know. I think that this is an interesting, like, this is the Rorschach test of Bond chests, right, uh, when it comes to Pierce Brosnan. And then, of course, you have our newest friend, Dan Craig. Right. I mean, I think hairy really... chests are often even a Rorschach test or a litmus test for most people. You either like them or you don't. Sure. You know? Yeah. Okay. This has got uh, all I can think about is how how many carbs Daniel Craig didn't eat. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I think that like he was worried about being in the water because he was worried about putting on salt weight. Like that's that's yeah. what's happening there. It's concerning almost. I think you know Pierce Brosnan. I bet feels a lot like the Moss Man He Man action figure. <laughs> just like just that short just sort of like i yeah. bet it feels nice you're right all right so we all should rank one to six on We're our ranking own. our chests well no what we think they're gonna be well for instance i got I, I, oh okay so should we write them down with that help walt yeah sure i mean i can also take it on here i have a gigantic okay. spreadsheet in front of me he's got okay. it in, it's just huge all right do you guys need some time to think about i it? could go right away oh mark mark He's I like got the gumption. Chess criteria uh, ready to go. go. I'd like to go, go in reverse chronological order. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, you are just you are just finding all the ways. I just think that's the yeah. Hmm, I, I I just think that those older photos look old, and I feel like mm. there's nothing more antithetical than, to sexy than old. I see. Okay, I'm so ready. I'm I'm going backwards. So just put me down for backwards Got order. It. So number one, Dan. Number two, Pierce. Number three, Timothy. Number four, Roger. Number five, George. Uh, number six, uh, Sean. That's probably gonna fail me with Connery in the. In yeah, the I end. get it. I get it. But I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go for it. And now, uh, Walt, the, the my question to you is: the photos that we saw are yes. the exact photos that were seen on five thirty eight. The exact ones. Well, not no on five thirty eight. We don't have this software to run it on five thirty eight. So it was on an offsite thing. On the yes. offsite. On yes. the offsite where the software is uh, available. Of course. Was it cropped? Uh, nope. The photo that you fellows saw is the f- is the photo that folks were judging. So from. they saw a hunky face and all. They saw everything, yes. We did not limit it merely to chest, if that's right. what you're asking. Okay, for me, from first place to fur grace. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't those the same thing? Well, okay. Depends on your type. Number one, Daniel Craig. Yep. Number two, Pierce Brosnan. Number three, Sean Connery. Number four, Dalton. Number five, more. Number six, Lazenby. Now I'm going off these pictures, people. So you got to check these pictures out. Okay. I like what you did there, man. I appreciate that. I got a couple adjustments. Okay. All right. <laughs> I understand. Okay. I really think that Daniel Craig is just is just is just walking out of the water with this one. All right. So I'm going to put him number one. Fair enough. I'm I'm inclined to think that maybe the modern male or female who's working this pole is not as into the hairy chest as we think they are. So I'm going to put 
Timothy Dalton at number two. I think Whoa. that's a huge because mistake. You're loading arm. your top with, with skinny, just bald babies up there. You got to have some thatch I'm representation. Sorry. I just up, have to do top. it. No. You got to cluster doing. some fluff. Here's where I'm going next. Cluster the fluff. Here's where I'm going next. Cluster the fluff. It's going to be fluff cluster. It's going to blow everybody's mind. Here's where I'm going next. Thatch batch. Sean Connery at number three. Strong. Yeah, I mean, I, I had him there. Number four. Number four, Roger Moore. Well, that works for the rhyme, and I do I do appreciate that. I <laughs> Number do endorse five, Darman Pierce. You're giving Pierce five jive. I'm giving him the five jive. I'm surprised. Juking and fiving because I think his hairy chests go. I know that's a good hairy. I know, chest. but that's I'm just. A- I'm it's just, a commitment thing, you know. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's done. If you're gonna do it's it, do beautiful. It, it has but a I'm uniformity. Going, I'm not, to I'm it, not but, saying my own personal ranking. Sure, sure. As we all know, you're right, it you're would right. be Pierce one. That's true. I might even give Pierce number one in this. Uh, and be last, and uh, who are we left with? Our man, Roger that, Moore. That was it. No, that was, that was it. it. Yeah. That was it. You had more at four. More at four. All right, let's go, let's go so in reverse chronological order, uh, yeah. as that was the yeah, yeah, yeah. so of who won or the of bonds? just the bonds. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you what okay. the actual rank was. Daniel Craig. Uh, again, uh, all of you agreed. Number one, mm-hmm. number one bond. Number yes. one bond according yeah. to again. I mean, he's just got he he's got muscles gonna... that I was not aware of existed. Yep. Yeah. Um, Pierce Brosnan. All right, Mark, you said number two. Yes, Matt, you said number two. No, Matt, oh, Matt, yeah, Matt Gorley said number two, and then Matt, you said number five. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, is number three. Oh, ah, okay. okay. Timothy Dalton. Mark inexplicably said he was number three. Matt even more inexplicably said he was number two. Yeah. Well, Gorley said he was number four. really good. Number six. What? He, ba- he barely lets it out of the bag, you know? This is unbelievable. He, he, the, that's the little glimpse that you get. You know what it is? It's that Lazenby, lanky, skinny, kind of reedy... What if that's, what if that's in now? Because the hipsters... It is, it is. He's, a, he's got wiry, Michael... He's Michael Sarah as yeah. James Yeah, it's heroin chic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tumblr loves it, you know. That's yeah. right. Yeah, should have got my Tumblr model. Well, God he should have started in one of the heroin movies. <laughs> Roger Moore, Mark, and Matt. You both said a four. Gorley, mm-hmm. you said a five. Roger Moore is at number four in the rankings. All right. George Lazenby. We got two sixes from Gorley and Matt, and we got mm-hmm. one five from Mark, and he's uh, at number five. You know, coming in. He, Mark, woo, did you take not this? Not the bottom. Wow. Mark? And then number, uh, then Sean Connery. Uh, Mark, wow, you said last. six. last. Uh, then three and three. Sean Connery is uh, number two. Number two out of the bonds. Only behind. So it goes Daniel Craig, Sean Connery, Pierce Brosnan, uh, Roger Moore, George Lazenby, and uh, anchoring us, Tim Dalton. Mm, so you know, I really that makes I, a lot of sense. If to I, me yeah, if I, I put it. a little bit of brain power into that and maybe had a whiteboard, I could have come up with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd also like to see these in person. Sure. Yeah. To answer your whiteboard question, I literally so I I stole a closet um, uh-huh. at, at my office. Basically, uh, I was in a cubicle to start out with. They did construction immediately across from it, and I was just like, I don't want to do math across from construction. So I just started working in a closet that was in total disuse. And eventually, I built that closet into a home, and it's got four whiteboards all around me at any given time. It looks like uh-huh. like it's just covered in in, in either it's uh, the matrix or, closet, but it's also like the dumbest math available. It's literally like the James like we had all this written out in a standing form on the whiteboard behind me uh i think um it's sometimes march madness i think the most recent thing i had scrawled all over it no i know what it is right now it is 
everything that happened to Captain America in the past six months in the Marvel comic books is oh what my, my whiteboard is. So if you had a whiteboard, don't ask too many questions. <laughs> wow. Wow. So who won the chest thing then of the, the three of us? Um, I feel like Mark won. I think no, he, I didn't win. You might have. Didn't you? Just for uh, like... I think the the Dalton miss and the Connery miss kind of hurt you there. I hurt right? you, buddy. I'm you, sorry. If you said switch them, I'd say I'd give it to you. Um, hmm. So I think that uh, yeah, I think man, you guys are pretty close on this. Actually, it, it's kind of hard to actually add up. And uh, let me see what I can do. Let's well, just say there are. Let's just say, say Matt Myra won. Let's yeah. just Matt say Myra won. When it comes to James time. Bond chess, there are no losers. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly not the viewing public. <laughs> Nor the listening public. When it comes to James Bonding, there are no losers. I cannot I cannot believe that we uh we did that. Well we can't thank you enough for this. This has been hey. one of my favorite episodes in a long time. I am so happy that I was able to come. Basically, me and Neil just did a ton of data collection, and, and all we ended up publishing was the top five from each of these categories. And, and I think that, like, in the weeds in there, like, wow. like the Winton kid, right? That that is a that is a fun pairing, right? Yeah. And so the ability to just kind of dive in on this was a ton of fun. I always love kind of repurposing stuff that we haven't had a chance to actually put out there. Well, thank you to Neil as well. Can you just give us, like, in a nutshell, what it's like to hang out in the 538 offices? Because I'm a little jealous. Yeah, um... Everyone who works at 538 is like really brilliant and, and is really eager to help you with stuff, right? Like, so one of my favorite things to do is like, uh, one of my colleagues, Drew Melmetta, is incredible when it comes to pull, like scraping things from the internet, right? And so he and I have just kind of batted ideas back and forth. And like recently, we, we scraped every movie that came out in 2017 on IMDb and, and we tracked down how people are voting down on ratings and stuff. And that just kind of came out of a fun little conversation that we had about how weird it was that an inconvenient sequel wasn't doing well on IMDb four months before it came out. And so like <laughs> the idea is that it just kind of... So there was political motivation of people just voting that down preemptively? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah this, was the, this was the story oh, I came out with a few God. weeks ago. Like it, that movie's fascinating I don't want to make this is a Bond, not a Gore one, but like that movie's fascinating because it betrays every single fault line between critics and fans, between men and women on the internet, between people who have seen movies and, and people who vote on movies nonetheless. It, it really kind of betrays a lot of the flaws with distilling uh, culture down to like one number per thing. Uh, but that just came around from like us shooting the shit. Like one of my favorite stories that I've ever done uh, looking into like Fandango's movie ratings was because my editor and I were talking about how fantastic four sucked but it still had a three out of five stars on some website so i think the main thing that about 538 that's so fun is like just the conversations that you have in the kitchen about movies that you see and stuff that you want to find out is just like well if you put your head to it we can actually kind of scrape some of that and get data on that and we have access to pollsters and it's a real gift to kind of be in this position we we have a ton of fun with it we do some really compelling and important work especially on our science and politics verticals but like uh, it's it at times has the kind of vibe of like just a fun little lab to find out new ways to talk about stuff. I mean, it, I think one of the biggest untalked about issues on the internet that really directly impacts people is how we talk about culture and how a lot of it is is distilled down to numbers and ratings and all that, which can have advantages. It's a great way to get discovered, having cool stuff on, on the iTunes store and having good ways to bubble up and talk about culture. But it's also oftentimes used as a cudgel, whether it's by groups who want to silence other people and vastly outnumber them. Mm-hmm. Men made up, I think, more than 70% of the people who rated things on IMDb, and I think that we need to start asking more questions about how we rate stuff uh, and talk about things and be a little bit more generous and all that moving forward. Uh, but that's just my thing. Like, I think that Rotten Tomatoes being owned by Fandango uh, throws up a red flag for me occasionally. But Let's like... take them down. <laughs> <laughs> they still owe me like $80. <laughs> we'll get it for okay. you, buddy. So where can people find you? Yeah, uh, I am on Twitter, at Waltiki. That's a real easy way to get a hold of me. Um, 
your henchin, henchies can get a hold of me. Uh, I'm a menchies. Follow um, Walt Hickey at Walt Hickey Henchies. Yeah, but uh, I'm on 538.com. Uh, I'm the chief culture writer there. We come out. I have two newsletters now. I'm racking those up. Uh, so one is besides the point. It's a sports newsletter. Uh, so if you want to learn about sports or you want the stats behind sports, it's check that out. It's a great name. And then I do uh, significant digits every day. I've been doing that for like three years now. It's like fun numbers buried in the news. So uh, feel free to check those out if you want to be a little bit more informed. But uh, we're easy to get a hold of. You just need to type out three numbers in letter form 538.com but if you google 538 the numbers it still comes up they'll usually hook you up yeah Yeah. you just don't want to make a make a bold dash on that url of 538.com or you're going to get some weird stuff really yeah they were never able to obtain that i think it's owned by uh, i think it's i think it's a chinese site at the moment but it's that's going in right now going in don't 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 matt no you have a virus i'm going in (laughs) fortune favors the brave Oh, God. Phil failed to open the page. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, Walt, we can't thank you enough. Mark, what are you... What's your deal, anyway? I'm just a great man. And where can people find your greatness? At Mark McConville on Twitter and IG. That's Instagram. And it's also half an assassin droid in Empire Strikes Back. Sure is. The other half's 88, which is 11 plus the year I was born. And a bunch of piano keys. Would you like the blacks and the whites together at last? That's a piano. Uh, (laughs) Matt Myra? Yes, sir. People can check out your show, After Trek, on CBS All Access. They sure can. You can also tune into the Goldbergs Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock on ABC. Tune in in two weeks for Sidekick with Matt Meyer on Alpha. Who's your uh, Who's Network. your host going to be that week? Uh, you know, Matt Gorley, I believe you're coming. What's the date you're booked for? Oh, it's not that week. No, it's not the first week. <laughs> I don't remember, but it's uh, in my calendar. It's coming up. It's coming up. All right. It's coming up. There's a lot of places to find me is the point. You can find me right here in my home, but please don't. (laughs) (laughs) James Bonding is now on Instagram. Do you remember? uh, What is the thing for that? And Twitter. Matt's on his phone. I'm sorry. I was just responding to people that don't. Matt, they do you want me to enjoy me? No, people will find it. If you just search James Bonding, it'll come up. What, James Bonding Pod? That's Twitter. Yeah. What's Instagram? Oh, that's a great question. And our social media expert, S, Emily, is running it, and she's doing a fantastic Bond, job. Bond James Bonding. Bond James Bonding on Instagram. Oh. All right. Walt, thanks again. Thank you. And hey, thanks, folks, for listening to this. Uh, these guys are, are far too humble to ask, but if you would contribute to a Patreon, at them on Twitter, do that kind of stuff. Oh, we were thinking about doing it. So I was telling we'll them see. earlier about this. We were just talking about how, what more could we give this audience? That's right. We already give them tonight. We've given them uh, one hour and forty-eight minutes of what? solid numbers well, gold for the kids that listen at <laughs> one point five speed. That's, that's right. That's about an hour and some change. <laughs> this is Matt Gorley, and this is Matt Myra saying James Bonding will return. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 